You are now listening to the Checkers Podcast. This is a big check. A very big check. Wake up, folks. You ain't never on the big checklist. So now, let me tell you about the talk of the town. What's the talk of the town? This is the checkpoint. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Checkers Podcast. This is episode 32. OMG. This is your host, Superstar Dre. I'm here with my co-host. AJ the Diva. Please believe her. And we're live from Atlanta. All-Star Weekend, where everything is a shit show. Bitches are <laughs> hopping out of U-Haul trucks. Lord, are they? Niggas are stealing bottles. Disgusting. Bitches are sleeping in cars. Poor. It's a whole shebang. Um, everyone's out. Like we have that's Dior hosting the club. We have Ari the Don hosting the club. Come on, we know our faves. You, you know my fave, Jada Waiter. Waiter Veda. <laughs> Jada, <laughs> baby. We even got Dream Doll. Dream. <laughs> It's a whole thing. Like, Atlanta right now is really a zoo. I wish I was there, to be honest. It's up and stuck, and I hope... And I haven't seen a mask in motherfucking sight. None. Did you see the, um, the dome? Oh, I was gonna say, did you see Quavo's picture? It was like, yo, come to Atlanta. We ain't quarantining. (laughs) Some shit like that. I was like, wow. Did you see Quavo smoke a little baby at the All-Star game with 2 chains? Yikes. So, you guys, it was Jack Harlow and Quavo versus Lil Baby and 2 Chainz. Mm-hmm. And it was it was The disgusting. celebrity basketball game. It was, you know, not everybody is an smoke. athlete. Yeah. You know? <laughs> thing is, you know, not everybody is an athlete, but then you saw Chris. Yeah. Nobody wants smoke with him, though. That nigga's really an athlete. Like, he really balls with the fucking... I think him balls. and Quavo would be a good game. For Quavo, sure. Quavo, Quavo said what it is. Quavo's What's been up? doing this. Like, the whole shooting thing. Like, For basketball. Sure. <laughs> He's been... <laughs> Allegedly. Well, we know, right? <laughs> He's been doing this. So, I'm not surprised, like, it went down how it did. True. Um, True everyone else was. There was a whole... There was, like, um, a post. And basically, like, um, Lil Baby was about to shoot. And Quavo <laughs> blocked it. Oh. And somebody commented said he can't block those hits though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what it was a got. whole thing. But um, a little baby tweeted that best believe he doesn't do anything for free, <laughs> letting him know, letting us know he got a big check from that. Okay, Atlanta's okay. lit, mm-hmm. and we're back. I know you guys missed us. <laughs> Just so you guys know, it's getting a little hectic our personal lives. So like finding time to record and everything. We're trying to figure it out. So just bear with us for the time being before we get set on a schedule. Yeah, just make sure you have your notif- your notifications on, on and you are subscribed to us. So that mm-hmm. way you'll see whenever we upload um, and post a new episode. But, but yeah, we have some big things coming. We're possibly going to venture into YouTube. Ooh, some video. You know, possibly. So hopefully we can get... We still not Everything even told together. them that we on the on the clubhouse after I done Oh, <laughs> that's so messy of me. Yeah, a gag. You know, a clubhouse room is coming soon. You know, we have things cooking up. So just bear with us during this time of growth. Um, I have some church notes for you guys. So this week, it was actually pretty good. 
the message. Mm-hmm. Basically, the pastor was saying, question everything and trust that God will lead you in all ways. And she also was saying, investigate who you are by reevaluating what you believe in. Yes. And that yes. just drives me Evolution. to our first check point for this week. I want to ask you, how did you survive the lowest point in your life? I think... Ooh, we start off heavy. Yeah. Let me take a drink, y'all. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Light it up. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Think about it. How did you survive the lowest point in your life? Should I go first? Yeah. I'll go first so you yeah. can like, have some time to think. One of the lowest points in my life was graduating from college. And I feel like I spoke about it on this podcast. Like, I just had... I had this image of, like, how life would be after I got the degree. Mm-hmm. And a part of that vision was just smooth sailing. Like, I'm going to graduate, get a job immediately, move out, and, like, have money. Like, just life would be good. A nice car, a nice apartment. And I graduated, and then, like, reality just set in. It was so hard finding a job. Like, nothing was happening fast. And I just felt like I had so much pressure. Because it became a point, too. Like, after college, like, you spend so much of your life. Like, you have, like, a clear path. Like, you go to school, graduate from elementary, middle school, high high school, school, Mm -hmm. college. After you graduate, it's just, like, there's no more path it's like the train like the tracks <laughs> so you pretty much have to like create you know that next step and like it was a low point for me because I just didn't know what to do yeah and I felt very much alone because you know like I had most of my peers like I already were working already or they're in the process of figuring it out but it just mm-hmm. felt like a lonely process and during that point is when I feel like I discovered like faith and like i saw the purpose behind faith and, like, why people are religious and, you know, go to church and spiritual and why people pray and stuff like that. Because, like, literally, like, it's just... I felt aimless. Like, I had no Mm -hmm. guidance, no nothing. Like, it just felt like a whole dark room. And I was trying to figure out, like, how to turn the lights on. So that would be, like, my thing. And I felt like it was great to tie that into, like, the church notes because it was a real experience for me. Yeah, I love that. I mean, for me... When I think about any of my low moments, um, I was able to get through by um, having a goal, mm. right, um, that I was working towards. Give us so, an example. So, for example, um, my two years completing my master's program was a very low point in my life. Like, I was... I was just, it was a culmination of, like, personal things, but just also just the stress of, like, being in a program, working, being broke in a very expensive city, mm-hmm. and also, like, being an intern and, like, doing all these things. Um, and I felt like I didn't have enough, I was all these different roles, and I did not, I felt like I never had enough time in a day to just, just be me. Oh. Right? And so, like, literally every day, I would cry before going to my 5.30 class every single day. Like, I would bawl. Wow. Like, cry. Like, I would be, like, on the 16th floor in Hunter College. Like, <laughs> if I could take the fast way down, I would. <laughs> Paint the picture. Like, I was really stressed. Um, and just, like, overwhelmed. But the goal that I had, I was like, you know, this is going to help me. Like, I need to get through this. Because it's going to lead me to 
what my passion and my purpose is, which is like I'm really dedicated to education and the and the equity of education for mm-hmm. black kids um, right. and for black people in general, like uh, education of like all levels. Um, That's interesting. And so, like that is one thing that pushed me. On the on the other side, I don't think I really have another like coping mechanism or like what has helped me in like some more personal things, whether it's me experiencing loss. Right. Um, you know, I I don't think I I think I've let myself be in those dark places and just like somehow just magically you you rise, right? Because right. you can't live there forever. So that's something in a moment of transparency that I'm working on in myself of like how am I gonna get through other life tough moments? Because we, mm. we 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 know that tough moments no one Temporary. is exempt from them, yeah. right? You will experience them. And so, like, how you having those tools and those skills and not just skills, but just having those um, quick things that will bring you comfort and will push you through right. is something that, you know, is lifelong, so. Yeah, I will say, like, to, to piggyback off of that, like, this past year, like, as you all know, like, COVID hit me hard. <laughs> And pretty much I, like, lost a lot. But what kept me going was knowing, like, you'll get it back. Mm -hmm. You know? And, like, those things were minor. So just keeping that, as you said, like, that goal, that image of, like, the bigger picture, Mm -hmm. I think is super important to, like, just continue pushing through, like, whatever you're going through. Um, congrats are in order. Celebration. Let's find off the pod all inspirational Mm -hmm. shit. I'm going to let y'all know now. It's going down. (laughs) Happy birthday, Dream Doll. Dream? You saw her Dream Valley? I did. She was drunk. As fuck. Drunk as a skunk. I envied. <laughs> <laughs> That's how sloppy I've been for like the last three birthdays of mine. Drunk as a skunk. Oh and my really not remembering anything but the videos. <laughs> <laughs> she received a bunch of backlash because um, she was dancing with her. They were twerking together, butt to butt. Who? And Dream and her mom. <laughs> Butt to butt. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. Butt to butt. <laughs> I had to paint the picture. But and why it, did she get backlash? She's a grown ass woman. It's, it's not like she's 16 twerking with her mom. Right. She topped on her mom's back too with standing. That was her, her standing on her mom. That was her mom. On the pole, yeah. I didn't know that was her mom. I thought that was her friend. And yet people were saying, like, <laughs> that can never be me and my mom. Your mother's not your friend. Uh, uh, like, Grow the fuck up. Why yeah. are you business? I hate y'all. But a good point was made. Um, Dream's mom is not that old. Like, she had her in her teens. So, and you could see it. Like, yeah. that's why you thought it was one of her friends. But people would just be mad. I didn't know that was her mom. And then she got herself, <laughs> um, what What car did she give her? She, she get her, Dream got herself a Maybach truck, No. Or yes. a lamb truck. Yeah, a lamb truck. Yeah. Because you know those truck. two is in rotation right now. Heavy. 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 <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, she got a lamb truck and she for like herself. pay cash. Good for her. Like I really respect the fact that like she's really made something of herself. Like, especially being from Eden Wall Projects, going on Bad Girls Club, doing whatever the fuck she did on Bad Girls Club. She was on Bad Girls Club for a week. Transitioned over into love and hip hop. You know, and like now uh-huh. she's doing something. So uh, uh, uh. I definitely respect what she's doing and what she's become. 
for sure. Um, also this week, rest in peace to Lyric Snow. Yes, a 13-year-old um, girl. I don't really know too much. Yeah, I don't really know too much about, about her. her. However, apparently, like, celebrities loved her across, but she passed away from brain cancer, cancer at yes. the age of 13. And she loved... What I found was that, like, she was really into music and dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, like, this is um, something that she's been battling for quite some time. And she had a popular Instagram. Um, and so, you know, it's very, it's very um, sad. sad, you know. Um, I know Beyonce... Did a tribute to uh, her and posted on her website. I did not like that tribute at all. Like, why does she keep singing Halo when people die? That's one of people's favorite songs from Beyonce. But it's not and a that makes dead me song. cry. I can see a Halo, Halo. But do you know what Halo is about? What is it about? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You see? No, because it really pisses me off. Like, she did what the same Halo thing about? for um, Kobe. Kobe said those that was two his favorite song, song, Halo and EXO. Right. So I understood it because of that reason. But still, for her to sing it for lyric, like that song is basically about having like trust issues. Like exa- trust issues. They're crumbling down. And now you accept the fact that this is the real person for you. So you can see their Halo. Like they're an angel sent to you. Like bitch, stop fucking singing that song, people die. <laughs> Please. She has a song for dead people called Heaven. Dead people. All right, next. Sorry. We're going to segue into new music. Oh, my gosh. I feel like for the start of this of the 2021 year, we've been getting some heat. Slow. No, we've been getting some heat. Uh, well, well, this week specifically. Well, yeah. Maybe like... last week wasn't all that. We're going to start with Bryson Tiller. For some reason, Bryson Tiller gave us a deluxe version to the album that nobody really wanted in the first place. It was very awkward. However, I did like the song. Um, I think it came with three new songs. Um, Still Yours featuring Big Sean, Like Clockwork, and 7 O'Clock. Mm-hmm. I like 7 O'Clock um, a lot. That was the standout for me. Mm-hmm. Anyways, like I, I said. not listen. You didn't miss much. Um, <laughs> next, we have Little Baby featuring ESTG. Little Baby is back, y'all. Remember he took he's a little hiatus? He's in album mode. He took a little hiatus, but he's back and better than before. Okay, just the yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna cape for baby later on, but don't you worry about things. Um, yeah, a song real as it gets. If y'all don't know, I've been trying to. I've been meaning to put y'all on to e- e- ESTG since the summertime, mm-hmm. but it just kept on slipping my mind. But I believe he's from like. Kentucky or something. And you said he's the next he's up. He's the next thing. Like, he's next up. I found him from Little Baby. Like, Little Baby posted him months ago. Like, yeah. a song. I was like, oh, this shit is fire. Like, let me go find it. And I did. I'm like, oh, this nigga could really rap. Like, I'm I guessing he's 4PF. I don't think he's 4PF, actually. Yeah. Um, But, you know, one thing I will say, Little Baby and also Meek, they really be plugged in with like who's the new up and coming definitely um but yeah so i y'all already know me little baby don't have any misses so Mm-mm. you know that's just what it is none today yeah none he's on a four-year run of like just straight hits your fave could never this week my fave released um ap pop smoke mm-hmm. it's from the soundtrack of the new movie that he's featured in by the way the movie theaters Bucky. are open Yes, and Boogie is in theaters, so... If y'all bitches is going to... 
I hope y'all going to iPick. Be a classy little host. Don't do that to AMC. Please. <laughs> Don't do that. Or if you're going to AMC, go to the ones downtown that let you recline in your seat. <laughs> For a Harlem girl, you don't like Harlem that much. I it's not that I don't like Harlem, it's just that I just cannot be out and about because my brother is well known. So I just have to like, you know, pick and choose what I do in Harlem. Okay. Talk to us about this talk to me. Um, talk to me. Oh wait, wait, no. Let me speak about AP. I really like oh. AP <laughs> because it didn't sound like Pop Smoke's album, where they was putting together fucking verses to finish out the song. Hold on, that post-death album. Yes. Yeah. Like, AP sounded like... His original this was, sound. This was complete before, you know, his untimely passing. It definitely probably was, because it was for the soundtrack, and I think he finished his appearance in Boogie before he died, too. Okay, yeah, so this is very on brand. So I really like... Like, this feels like a Pop Smoke song. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like... It was tweaked, his vocal, like, none of that. Like, it feels like he's here today and he put this out. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know who this guy is, Drakeo the Ruler, but he has a song featuring Drake called Talk To Me. I think he had a project, actually, that came out, but I didn't listen to the project. I'm here for the for the song. Um, that was also a catchy little tune. Drake is kind of like rap singing on the hook. It's cute. Cute little bop. But speaking of Drake, this is what we're here for. Scary Hours. Scary Hours 2. two. This three-pack came and shook shit up on Friday. Yeah. Okay. It was like literally I woke up the next day on on Saturday and everybody like had um the wants and need that's, in their story. That's the one. At all. Like, that should have been the, the only one. song released, to that's, be honest. That's the one. I don't I have to what what's next will probably grow on me. Um, but... Lemon Pepper was okay with Rick Ross, too. Oh, not chill. Hold on. Let me tell you, you like something. Lemon Drake and Ross together on a song is undefeated. They have not released a bad song yet. They haven't. Like, it's sick. But I feel like, as far as, like, this body of work, Lil Baby and the Drake, like, that pair outdid Ross and Drake. That is, you know, wants and needs... I'm from the four, but I love me a threesome. Okay. That's why you... Never mind. <laughs> we gonna talk about that. <laughs> yeah, y'all know, that three-pack was great. I feel like Drake is going to release Certified Lover Boy in the summer. Like, he did Scorpion to have yes, us like going crazy. Yeah, like that controller vibe. Yeah, like, he's gonna go crazy. I wonder like, what kind of sound it's gonna be. Like, is it gonna be, like, a R&B... Or is it going to be like... I want to hear fucking 15 songs like fucking Redemption or Fire and Desire. I don't want 15 songs. I want like a good well, you know seven. He, oh, he's not giving us just seven. That nigga got 15. Easy. Mm. That's the bare minimum. Scorpion was a two was a two disc. I know. The long stuff is too much for me. <laughs> like, that's why I love this little three pack too because it was just so short yeah, and sweet. Yeah, it was like, indigestible. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think Certified Lover Boy is definitely coming early June. So that way that, that could be the soundtrack of the summer like he did with Scorpion. Yes. For sure. Um, next we have Playboy, aka Tory Lanez. Yeah. And Daystar Peter. <laughs> Just kidding. Megan um, Shooter. <laughs> allegedly. Yikes. I don't, that's what they say now. He you gotta was, put allegedly in front of everything before they take us down. Uh, 
We cannot be saying that he did that. They could they could take us down. I don't know. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so he um, was going at Megan on. I think it was the second song. You heard it. You know, so <laughs> Playboy by Tory Lanez. Um, he did what he needed to do. Um, you know, this is clearly his R and B bag. Yes. I think I spoke about his previous project that was he put out not too long ago, probably like a month ago. That was, was all about Megan. It was rap. Mm. No, 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 not the not the album that he released. Oh, he released another project like Between? a month ago. Yeah, oh my that God. was like more rap. Um, and I felt like that was like his new Toronto, like his in his rap bag. This is definitely in his R and B bag. Um, very much so. Honestly, I didn't listen to the entire project, but the first three songs. That's all I needed to know. Definitely things to talk about. Um, he definitely knows how to make a good song, and he definitely knows how to. Create speak. buzz. <laughs> he he definitely knows how to speak about a situation without speaking about the situation. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's my big takeaway. Mm-hmm. Um, Tank has been in rotation as well for her new single, Bottom Bitch, and a lot of people are saying that she hasn't received the recognition that she deserved, and you know, like all of those talks. People like Cardi B reposted her JT. And a bunch of other people. Tink is that girl. I period. She signed with Timbaland and she never popped. That bitch is talented. She can sing. She writes all her own music. She, like, and I'm nowhere, I'm not, I'm I'm literally not comparing them at all because I think that there are two different types of artists. Mm -hmm. But Tink should have popped the way Summer popped. I don't, I don't agree, I, but, I don't, but I don't think that Tink has the right team behind her. Yeah, to make that that she missed like a couple years, like when she came out when he was in college. Yeah, treating like somebody was like that was actually high school, I think. Yes, high school into college. Yeah, just like girl, you should have had your big moment by now. Like she, but I feel like they wasn't girl. ready for that. Mm-hmm. They wasn't ready for that, and it. It's a million, 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 million. <laughs> that was her one in a million, right? Yes. Yeah, but um. I started, like, looking into, like, the work that she released since Treat mm-hmm. Me Like Somebody, and it wasn't really quality. What? You bugging. I got her projects. It wasn't really quality. What? I wasn't feeling what it. What do you mean? And I love that bag of, you know, genuine R&B, and I just didn't feel it. What? And then the visuals, mm-mm. Well, I didn't look at the visuals, but I got her. I got most of her projects. Yeah. Um, and I like them. But hopefully, you know, like this is her time because people are giving her attention with this bottom bitch. So hopefully, she capitalizes yeah. off of it. And, and I think that's a part of a bigger project too. That she, I think she released the EP. Yeah. Cause she looked great. She looked great in the video, mm-hmm. for sure. She's a very pretty girl. She looks like Asian doll. Um, Little Yachty released Hit About It this week as well, featuring Kodak, who's now a free man. And I will say, I really enjoy yeah, this really, song. Yeah, um, unfortunately, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Kodak because of how he be behaving. But it's personal? Yeah, it's the personal for me. Yeah. <laughs> but I really enjoyed is- how he came on the song. Like, it was just, like, the energy was just amazing. He outdid Yachty for sure. Yachty yeah. just created, like, the hook and... Kodak really just shined. So I really enjoyed that. OTF, they released a compilation this week called, called Loyal Bros. 
And y'all can let me know what's the popping tracks on that because it's just a lot for me to take in. Yeah, like it's receiving a lot of buzz because people are saying like, oh, like LTF, like this is a really amazing project. It feels like I'm in fucking Chirac. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Mm -hmm. People want to, never mind. And I listened and I did not get that at all. Like it was Dirk, Dirk and Friends. Like I didn't get anyone that stood out. King Von kind of did on one song, but... Overall, like, it just wasn't... I feel like I don't know too many more people out of OTF to really care about the project, right? So, like, even when we think about QC, when they did their project, they they got the Migos, they got Cardi. And they had features, features that we knew. They had the City Girls. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to listen to that compilation album. Did not see it for this at all. Yeah. But there are also talks of a Young Money compilation going... Let's be fucking clear. That Young Money album, We Are Young Money... Yeah. Y'all wasn't outside for that. That's during the bedrock era and things like that. Y'all wasn't outside when they did a whole song rapping about how they're going to kidnap Wayne. Y'all wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Where's Wayne? Y'all was not there. That's the whole thing. But but this is going to be the first project that, as a label that they work on together, since um, Nicki and Drake were, you know, new. So this is definitely going to be a big thing. Hopefully, like, we actually get it. Yeah, what else are they doing? Oh. What else are they doing? Oh, we gonna get into Miss Minaj later. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I'm um, Also this week, SZA released the video for Good Days. Did you get to see it? No, I did not see the video. Oh my gosh. It was... Did she, did, did she look beautiful? She looked beautiful, yeah. But oh. that was about it. Oh. Yeah. Um, basically, the video concept was like she was on shrooms. So it was a big mushroom. <laughs> like basically, like we see her. Our intro to her in the video is her like passed out on the floor, and she has like mushrooms in her arms or whatever. And we go into her mind, and it's like a big mushroom, and she's doing choreography. That's it. So it's like trippy esque. Okay. But at the end, she premiered or previewed, I should say, um, the visual to that you that, know, that shirt. The shirt. Oh song. my hmm So really good. I love like those little previews that she gives. Oh, Because yes. the preview that she gave for Good Days had me excited. She might have. She might have stole that from um, Future because Future used to used to do that at the end oh, of a lot of songs. She might have. Um, but she was at like a gas station on a stripper pole, and she I was, need shirt. That's gonna be. That's the one for me. She's doing what needs to be done. So now let's transition over into our checkup. Yes. This is where we discussed, we follow up on things that we discussed in the past. Yes, and Dre, you said it. Mm-hmm. And then literally the next day, it came into fruition. Mm-hmm. Bobby is home. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and he said that he'll be a light skin in Jamaica before he goes back. That was weird and a little insensitive. A lot of people have <laughs> in arms regarding that particular oh, statement. I laughed. I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> what but, was so insensitive? Like what? He light skin in Jamaica? <laughs> There's light skin people in Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was basically saying like he'll bleach his skin before he'll... I don't know. I'm, I'm African American. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> so okay. Um, <laughs> I don't want Caribbean audience to cancel us. Okay, cancel you. <laughs> <laughs> we are a package. 
my goodness. Okay, but yes, Bobby is home. They also um literally all y'all made Bobby bitch um platinum. Rowdy um computers went gold. Shmurda she wrote went gold and um hot nigga went platinum. Uh-huh. And that's because we were streaming the hell out of it. Like I'm just so happy for him. He better stay out the motherfucking way. But I think, you know Out the way? Yes, out of the way. Like do not oh, be oh, out oh. here like Yeah, he's not you even see drinking. what the streets is doing. Exactly. <laughs> Hello, you and Rowdy, y'all just need to Stand clear, closing doors. Yes, right. Just get back to the music. Like I want to hear a fucking album from y'all. Like I don't want it to be rushed. Like it needs to be now because his time right now is now. You know, this is true. Yes, like you just came out of jail. Like, but he got. Listen, they better have the summer on lock. That's all. Especially if the world is really open in the way that niggas in these different states is just declaring that it's open. I feel like you have. <laughs> this is where we go in this episode. No, but <laughs> yes. It's just like everything that's coming out of your mouth, I want to talk about. <laughs> but I'm not trying to give another four hour episode. No, yes. I'm trying to be smart with it. Okay, but we know we got a three, three First, I want to ask you, like, who do you see on this project? Because I'm thinking, like, right now, to make Bobby Schmurda, like, the hottest thing to what the streets are saying, like, he needs to be or what he is. He needs little baby on a feature. He needs probably even a future. The baby. He needs everybody hot, and I feel like that will really just. The baby is out in my book, but we're gonna get to that later. <laughs> I'm just stepping at now. That's one. He needs um. But I... he he definitely needs little baby. You know he's he or honestly, don't be surprised if Bobby and um. The guys end up being QC. Because I know he's with Quavo right now. They are, they are, I don't know what the dynamic of their relationship is. Quavo probably wouldn't recommend from. that with the lawsuit. But he was followed out with the game. He was getting a back with the game. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Like, I, I, he's going to be plugged in. He's, There's definitely going to be a Quavo future. Is that, yeah, for sure. Like, that's stamped on. Yeah, you know, a Quavo hook gets you a long way. Yeah, I didn't know he was so popping. Very much so. Yeah. I also see a Fabio, Fibio, whatever the fuck you want to call him. They're going to have him on something. Mm, I don't know. I'm not the way Fabio. Look at me dead. What are you talking about? You didn't know? Well, this is... Okay, this this didn't make it to our checklist, but... Oh, you're talking about the allegations? Ooh. We're going to say that for later. Okay. <laughs> I forgot to add that in. I'm going to add it. Yeah, please. Okay. Oh. Yeah, y'all. Fabio, it's not looking good for him. But anyways, congratulations to Bobby and Hoji Islam. Ah, ah. Ah. Um, be safe, y'all. Um, so next, um, last episode, we spoke about Meek Mill and his insensitive Kobe lyric. And right on mother, mother clockwork, mm-hmm. one th- Vanessa don't play about her motherfucking family. Yeah. And she gets them together real nicely. Mm-hmm. And that is like, ooh. So. The part where she said, I don't even listen to your music took me <laughs> So Vanessa goes on Instagram literally like a couple days after we recorded and she posts the lyric and she goes, Dear at Meek Mill, I find this line to be extremely insensitive and disrespectful. Period. Mm. I am not familiar with any of your music, but I believe you can do better than this. <gasps> Bitch, you ain't here dream, dreaming nightmares. Stop mm. playing with me, Vanessa. Well, Vanessa, if don't be are, in the clubs. She goes, if, if you are a fan, fine. There's a better way to show your admiration for my husband. This lacks respect and tact. And it was right <laughs> so. You know, like, I, 
we we spoke and we said that it was insensitive. Like I I didn't feel like it was a need to what he was comparing. It didn't make sense to put Kobe in that. Like it was just it was just wrong. Right. What got me tight about Meek right right now? Me and him are not seeing eye to eye. I'm happy. Um, because I just feel like he's doing too much on these socials. Like I think he's finding joy in being this bad guy. He's always been doing this. But it's but now it's just like he's just upping it, and I'm just like, why are you doing this? Like. Um. Because you're doing this and you're not putting out any music to make me like be like, oh, let me keep more attention on you. Okay. Like you're just being annoying. Like you just why are you doing this? And so he's She's always been doing this. <laughs> so he had like he had was he he was on Twitter and he made some other tweets that people were saying was was in response to Vanessa, but then he finally comes out and he goes, I apologize to her, meaning Vanessa Bryant, in private earlier today, not to the public. Nothing I say on my page directed to an internet viral moment or the family of a grieving woman. If you care about someone grieving, change the subject. Okay. And so that's where I'm going to leave that there. I just feel like, Meek, like we know, I just feel like we know what social media is and it's just like, Especially you. I just hate celebrities especially to be like, oh, I wasn't on social media. I don't know what they're talking about. Yes, you do. You get the Google alerts. You know when you are trending. Mm. So cut that out. Same way. Never mind. It's <laughs> <laughs> a know. bunch of never mind. <laughs> yeah, because we gonna be here all day. Um, next we have Tor- the return of Tory Gates. The gates are open again. Well, actually they're closed. Ooh. On his end, at least. Um, Tory um had requests for permission to speak publicly about his um assault case with Meg the Stallion. However. The judge has denied um, this request um, for him to have the ability to speak openly about the case. And, you know, essentially, you know, this ties into, you know, um, Meg's whole thing of Tori's team trying to spin the story and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so I don't really know what, I don't know when he's expected to... um, go to court or trial or what but you know this is still ongoing and we are still watching um oddly enough another checkup so we spoke in detail about the britney spears doc yeah i know i love me some britney also everybody was really shocked that i love britney spears it's like where are y'all bitches at y'all was please um but columbus short claims that he hooked up with britney spears in the early 2000s. So she was really a whore? I did not say that. And you need to speak up. We need to speak nicely about her after watching her documentary. Okay, okay. Anyway, so Columbus Short, apparently he had, he had worked as a backup dancer and choreographer and producer. A producer? For Britney Spears. Duh. And claims that he got intimate with the pop princess back in 2003, 2004. What's intimate? Did he eat her pussy? I don't know. But this is what he said. He said, Britney sent us a jet and just like that, we were in New York having a, um, having a wild party for my 21st birthday. So that was for Columbus um, party. Mm. He goes, Britney was only like white on rice. Okay. I'm, okay. <laughs> and would not leave me alone the entire night. Oh. Brittany had her eyes on the prize and wasn't about to stop until she got what she wanted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
So he goes, we ended up being intimate that one time. I never slept with her again after that, though. Oh, so he fucked. Just mm-hmm. say that. First night, she gonna let me fuck. Okay. Because um, we grown. <laughs> <laughs> this was a dangerous sexual alliance for every reason under the sun. This is big drama. I think that the worst part of it was I was of, of that I was making the rumors in actual reality. Because that's what I got. Right. He said, Brittany, Brittany, however, has not confirmed the, um, these claims. Then um, he goes, um, not too long after that, I was fired and Brittany changed her number so I couldn't contact her. That's what you get. You don't fuck where you fucking work. Hello. Essentially. Um, and then he goes on to, he even, um, I'm crying. Um, he even goes on to essentially say that his, um, Brittany's mom called her the, called, called him the N-word. Oh, you met the moms? True team. I don't know, but yeah. But honestly, Columbus, you can't be trusted anyway because you got canceled after beating women. <laughs> With a name like Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just want that very... I'm like, you looking for clout off of Britney? Hashtag free Britney. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And last... Well, this, is, this was my second point when you talk talking about points. Yeah. But open it up. Because I want to know. Y'all, let me tell you. I keep seeing this viral tweet that was like basically America got locked down for a year and basically like to open up. I don't know exactly what I'm saying. But long story short. I know what the fuck you're saying because that's how I feel. They shut us down for what? A and whole they, year. For no resolution. This government is fucked. But y'all. I feel like with the opening, like they're Ooh. not being rational about it. Like before they had like this whole plan of like stages, like stage one, gyms and da da da. Niggas is tired and this economy is shot. I wanna know. Okay. Cause literally, like it's just a shit. Every man for themselves. Like I went to a spot the other day, it was packed <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> like. Okay, so basically, Texas and Missouri are the latest states to really come out and be like, we are 100% open. Texas already said, hey, no more mask mandates. Everything is open, 100% capacity. Y'all know the fucking vibes. All that. Did you hear about, there was like a Mexican spot, and they still wanted to do the mask, and people were like, they're going to call ICE on them? Mm-mm. Like, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like right now, it's every, every business for themselves. It's really just... Also, to add on to this, so the Senate passed this new COVID relief, and so we should be getting um, $1,400 stimmies soon, hopefully, if the oh, House really? passes it. But the, my main concern is, it has been brought to my attention, how the fuck, why is this country still printing out money? We're going to be fucked and... The next few years. I if y'all remember, money. if y'all remember two thousand eight and the recession, I remember being young and watching on the news like niggas is killing themselves over a recession. Those dark times are coming back. They are because we are printing off so much fucking money. The American dollar is worth work. shit. I can imagine. And how the fuck are listen? If y'all doing y'all taxes, don't do that. If y'all had that y'all unemployment, y'all gotta pay that back. Really? That's what I'm hearing on the streets. Oh, wow. I had them take out money when I was going. 
Oh, see, good for you. Oh, so maybe people didn't do that. Well, see, see, the more you know, see, you educated, you study business, you know the vibes. I feel real bad from people that took out them business loans. <laughs> like, they are coming to collect. Like, I just feel like this country is just like, well, fuck it. Like, it's been a year. This is what we're doing. How y'all gonna write those wrongs? Tell me. How they usually do? Just keep on doing? Bendito. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is crazy to me, like how... But honestly, I want to go to Houston because I want to go to Turkey Leg Hut. I want to go too. I've never been to Texas. But also this week we found out, you know, in Atlanta that the king and queen, T.I. and Tiny, you know, it's just a little update on their little... Their little nasty situation. Yes, the case that's currently cooking up against them. Production, we mentioned, has been paused on their show, the T.I. and Tiny Friends and Family mm-hmm. Hustle. Now we found out that T.I. won't be returning to the Ant-Man franchise. Mm-hmm. And also we found out this week that T.I. and Tiny, they allegedly attempted to make deals with the accusers. But the accusers were like, this is too late that they want justice to be served. Wow. Speaking of making deals, we're going to get into that later. Okay. <laughs> um, Let me tell you something. This is speaking volumes. We knew this was gonna happen now. Like they was like I feel like Ant-Man? they should. Mm-hmm. That's a big bag that you lost. A big bag. So You're sad about that. Absolutely, but I feel like we knew this was gonna happen. I mentioned it too. Like there. Listen, when them bitches got Lisa Blue on the case, mm-mm. y'all should have known. But he was playing too coy. Like when it was first brought up, these egregious allegations. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> And I'm like, you should have never, first of all, went live to say anything. Like, you should have immediately reached out to whoever and offered them a bag. And then put out that terrible-ass statement. We're going to talk about statements later, too. Yeah. Um, also, this week, did you guys, oh, you haven't got to see, um, got to see I did Coming not to America. See, yeah, and I was not really, from what social media was giving, I just wasn't moved to even click on it to try to watch it. So, I watched it. Okay. And the sequel to the iconic coming to america coming to america the original it was really disgusting mm-hmm. like i feel like and i watched it with a bunch of friends and basically like they made a note that it's pretty much like the same as the first one in terms of like the skits that they were doing and like there was like this i feel like the original one like it had like this level of funniness to it like comedic relief mm-hmm. but it was also like some type of storyline mm-hmm. and you're able to like take the movie seriously. I feel like in this one, like, it was a complete parody. Like, complete. So, like, a parody of the original movie. Yes. Mm. They had, like, a bunch of names. Like, they had, um... Tiana Taylor. Tiana Taylor, Rotimi. Mm-hmm. They had DeVito. They had Rick Ross. They mm. had a bunch of people. Arsenio Hall, of course. And, of course, Eddie Murphy... A bunch of people. Like, they had the original actors and actresses in the film. Um, I believe, like, the father died. Like, it was, like, a whole thing. And they had, like, basically, like, his son was, like, a no-name. And apparently, like, there were um, rumors that Michael B. was supposed to play his son. But Eddie Murphy didn't want Michael B. to play his son. So, it was. I feel like had they went that route, I believe Ryan Coogler was the... the mm-hmm person that was trying to pitch the idea if they went that route it probably would have came off a little better 
this was just completely disgusting. They had um Leslie Jones as the son's mother. It was just a lot, and it just felt it just felt very tone deaf. One, just due to like how modern day perception is when it comes to Africa mm-hmm. and just black being black. Mm-hmm. Like it was tone deaf in that sense, and like I guess like back in the days, like it was more digestible because we were behind. Mm-hmm. Now it just seemed very corny, very cheesy, very. Oh. Yeah, like it was nice. just a lot, and I just felt like this should not be, this should not have been done. You know, like sometimes we have to leave the the, the classic films alone. alone because it's just like it's just not going to hit the same. It did not hit the same, like. We have to leave it alone, and it's okay. It was just so cheesy, and I just like cringed. I would have never thought to read to to do a coming to America too. Again, I feel like, I, I feel like the original was just so well done. It's just it such did a what it needed to do. Yeah, it did what it needed to do. So definitely, like it was just a shit show. I did not like it, and then like the big names, like it was hard to um, even see them in that role. See them in that role without like seeing them for who they are. Like when yeah. I saw Tiana Taylor, like I was like Tiana. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, like, it was filmed in Rick Ross's mansion. So, like, even that was just, like, oh, like, is this his house? Like, it was just so much distractions from the actual story. And, like, act- when they actually decided to, like, get to the storyline, like, it just felt cheesy. And, like, it was just, yeah, lackluster for sure. Did you get to see the Biggie documentary? The new yes, one? Yes, I did, I actually. really enjoyed it. I enjoyed that, too. What did you think? Give me your... My biggest takeaway... So I did enjoy hearing a different perspective of Biggie. Because that's essentially what it was, you guys. Like this documentary was. Like yes, it's on. I got. A, I got a story to tell yes. on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And unlike all the other like Biggie and Tupac docs that we've gotten that says the same thing over and mm-hmm. over, this kind of goes deep into like who he was as a person. Yes. And his thoughts. So I really enjoyed. Um, what stuck up? Two things stuck out to me. One was the naming of his album, right? Ready to die, and like even like how dark the album was. Yeah. And they and how they explained it was that like it wasn't that big was ready to die. He wanted to leave this earth, but he was saying like his situation is so fucked up. He'll be better off if he's he'll be dead. better off if he's dead. And I'm yeah. like, yo, like that just speaks volumes. Like it makes absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, what also stood out to me was that they kind of they glanced over Junior Mafia and specifically Little Kim. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, and like he created I, the whole organization. Yeah. They didn't really know what exactly was happening. Yeah. And he like gave it. A purpose gave it a, a title. Yeah, and essentially, what 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 Big's plan for Junior Mafia is, is what we see today with the Young Monies and the QCs and the, and the, and the QCs of like having a label, mm-hmm. having a group, and having them put out music and like just becoming this like they, you know them dominant. all yeah everyone all. yeah and so I felt that to be kind of I think Kim's and not I don't think that they necessarily. And I say that to say to speak to Kim's success, like her artistry, not more so about her personal relationship with with Big. Because they didn't really talk about that. Yeah, because and that's not weird. Because they had faith in the documentary, and they didn't really speak about their, yes. you know, romantic, um, history. But I think that Kim's voice and Kim's presence was definitely absent, and mm. I and I don't know if that was by design or what. 
Because you know Kim is still upset that Notori was playing her in the movie. Yes. <laughs> in the movie to this day, but I, so I I so I don't know if Kim just opted out or they did not reach out to her or whatever. But I think that was something that was like very noticeable that I would have appreciated Kim being there to just provide more insight, even just about how he worked with her and her artistry and how yeah. he helped to develop her. I don't think she would do that because I feel like it would have like an adverse effect on her career and her mm. because basically well niggas already thought that big was right and shit anyway so what's the problem yeah i think th- that's exactly it like people always and essentially that. they said that in the film they that, did. He, that, that he wrote their music they so did so the for problem? her to go on there and confirm it i feel like it would just be you know because you would have to apologize to nikki <laughs> i'm glad you're doing this i'm just being you know <laughs> Objective, mm-hmm. but basically yes. In a sense, like they basically said, like Big was like a visionary. Like his whole approach to music was completely different. Like he had like an R and B approach to music. Yeah. So that's why, like during that time, like it was kind of like separate. Like it was hip hop and it was R and B. Yeah. You never had like a hip hop artist approach hip hop tracks yeah. with an R and B. That's what the songs like Juicy and he, yes. he got the songs featuring Total. And all that other stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Sure. So they basically, 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 they were saying that he had like a vision for what he saw himself to be and like what he saw his label to be. Yeah. And he also essentially gave them all their own platforms or was trying to. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think Little Kim would have been good on it because she probably would have tried to negate from the facts of he wrote your whole debut successful what the what, what the nigga said <laughs> at, least I could, at least I could say I rather than round spit <laughs> <laughs> let me stop okay but overall it is the documentary is about like an hour and like 30 minutes I watched over. it in a dentist yeah oh, oh, it was a good time that's classy yeah check out 10 everyone. Mm. This is very cool. Um, um, yeah. Also, this week we found out that Jada Wada moved out of Little Baby's house, y'all. She moved into a penthouse, I'm Good guessing, enough. in Atlanta, and purchased a $14,000 couch. You saw the couch. I saw the couch. That was a bullshit ass couch. Like, oh, you didn't like it? No. It, it was, was like a be big knot. It was going Not in a penthouse in Atlanta. <laughs> like. Uh-uh. We know that Jada is low-key a weirdo, so... I guess. It's just... Ugh. Um, as we mentioned, basically a couple weeks ago, months probably by this point, Baby had um, been facing backlash over paying for pussy, and Jada... <laughs> <laughs> Jada was receiving a bunch of tweets and stuff, basically saying how she looks stupid. Ah, ah, ah. So now I'm she's taking... now she on a journey to find herself. Oh my god! That's what she's saying. She's on a journey to find herself. <laughs> she um is also selling the pink Jeep that he gifted her for her birthday last though, year. Though she claims that it's not because a baby, it's because she had a terrible experience in the Jeep. Like, I get it because it's a pink Jeep. Like, you could just paint it black. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Get a new experience. (laughs) But, you know, tomato, tomato. But I think this is actually a good step for her. I honestly do feel like she's going to be back 
under him. Maybe. Yeah, because I was even thinking too, like. As you should. Let me tell you something. <laughs> it's a couple niggas that in the game. Let me tell you, baby, little baby, a boogie, and future. Y'all niggas, I'm I'm gonna be with you because you're not going to be making music about me and and I not reap the benefits. Right. I'm there. Sorry. But she's good. She has a kid for him, so you know. That's true, but it just it just hits different when Are you. you Stop playing. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I think she is going to get I'm back I'm going to fall, but I love me a threesome. See, no. This is why I need to be back with you. Are you, are you dumb? Stop, stop <laughs> doing that. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It was him mentioning the four Birkins. He got her. And her posting them. Mm-hmm. For me. song in the background. Yeah. Can't but I think play. she's going to get back because this is with Future right now. And I feel like those two best friends, like, they're those friends. Like, you know, like, those... Besties that have like that. It's my bestie and it's Hessie. <laughs> <laughs> they have like that competition thing going on. You don't think it's competition? I do think so. Absolutely. I don't. Did Absolutely. That's is really. I'm not gonna say that it's a new side of future, but this is different than what we see with the desk, two little chains, and the, the big desk jacket. I thought that future and Lori was different. Like I thought that he found happiness with with Lori. Nah, he didn't find happiness. Desk. Des is like the home Des team. She's from Atlanta. You know? Stepping. She's clicking up. She definitely Wait. is. I, I followed her this weekend. Oh, you did? I've been following She's really pretty. She is really pretty. Yeah. But I think right now, like, it's sort of like Des is that girl. And like... Yeah, she's becoming that girl. Exactly. And I feel like Jada's so used to being that girl. Like, seeing that... Because literally, I was on her stories and like niggas was sending her pictures, videos of Future walking around in the big desk varsity jacket. So I already know like how it's gonna go. Like it's giving. Yeah. But this nigga Future don't be exhausted. Like you be putting your energy into all these pictures. I think he's at that age too because he's like in his forties. Yes. So you gotta want to calm down at some point. Please. At some point. Do but right somebody, but you know, I I'm definitely gonna get think Future because of what you do. Hopefully, Des is smart, you know. I believe you told me she's a Scorpio. So, no. hopefully, she's a smart Is Des a Scorpio? Scorpio. Hopefully, she's a smart Scorpio and not a stupid one. Because we would hate to see her pregnant with, you know, his seventh child. For sure. Who knows? Yeah, but they do look cute together. Oh, my gosh. She is a Scorpio. When is her birthday? November 2nd. Oh, she's a November Scorpio. This is your people. Future is also a Scorpio. Nothing nice comes out with two Scorpios. So I know what these when these niggas argue. Yikes. Just say up and I'm up it. Yeah. <laughs> Lord. Let's transition over into our big check list. Yes. We have a lot of fucking big checks to give out. Starting with Jay-Z. Mm. This nigga. Jay-Z is not for the people according to academics, but go on. Academics... Anyway, so Jay-Z has announced two big deals in the past week. Like, I'm exhausted. Like, can you imagine being home? I'm Beyonce with the kids, and you just are getting deal after... This is exhausting. Um, So last week, he announced the partnership um, between Jay-Z and the Wine and Spirits division of LVMH. Um... Essentially, they have bought his um, champagne brand, Ace of Spades, at more than $600 million. 
And that landed him a cash payment of at least $300 million. Yeah. So he sold 50% of his share of um, Ace of Spades to LVMH Moet Hennessy. Mm-hmm. And essentially, when they spoke about this partnership, you know, rooted in diversity and blah, 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 all that good stuff. And this is bullshit. This is like crazy. It may be bullshit, but shit. This is crazy. That's a. For me, I've never even fucking had a spade. Same. My mom has it on her bar at home. Oh, but. but I never even had a spade. But I do remember that one time that he went to um, Playroom in Dykeman, and literally, and literally, he bought everybody in the club a bottle of a spade. This was like three years ago. He's the one, the one time I didn't go out. <laughs> oh um, but if you thought that was it. Um, I don't know if y'all, I don't know, y'all might have been privy to this, and I'm only privy to this because I'm like low key like a nerd in this way. But about a year ago, Jay Z was spotted out with Jack Dorsey on the boat. Jack Dorsey's a big deal, he owns he's like Twitter, a, he's a big deal. Cash tap, app, tap into him. I, I was applying for a job at that company tough times, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, so about a year ago, he was spotted out on a boat on the boat with, with the kids. Yes, and everybody was like, "What's going on? What's going on? Mm-hmm. This is what's going on." Jack Dorsey Square is set to buy um, title. Yeah, not not all of it though. Stakeholder, um, yeah, 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 majority stakeholder. So Square will pay two hundred and ninety seven million dollars in cash in stock for majority share of title. And Jay-Z will join Square as the board of directors. This is a big deal. Square is the owner of Cash App, which you all use. Hello. You know, so this is definitely... And also, Jack, he's the co-founder of Twitter. Twitter. So... Y'all need to know Jack. Y'all need to know Jack, because Jack is out here shaking the motherfucking moving. Get in tune. Like, it's really a big thing. Yeah, and so it's interesting to see. Um, I've been seeing some things of just, like, how, like, the overlap between Squid, um, Cash App and Tidal and, like, their overlap between the music industry and, you know, e-commerce and what that's going to be. Um, I don't think this is going to really benefit anybody but the rich people, but... I mean, obviously. Yeah, because I, I mean, can't really see, like, how this would benefit, like, the artists. It's just... I just found it very interesting just because, you know, when Jay-Z started Title, his whole thing was like, oh, artists are not getting paid, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But then you sell your majority share to another corporation. That's so, why they say, that's why academics were saying Jay-Z is not for the people. Exactly. I mean, I guess. Full circle moment. Yeah. Um, and so next I'm going to get into black women have been doing the damn thing. So I'm giving out several big checks to black women because of course black women just, you know, we are just always the pulse and you know, no one else can seem to get it done. Starting with Ruth E. Carter. She's the first black custom costume designer on Hollywood. Hollywood Walk of Fame. Um, she did the costumes for Black Panther. She also did some stuff for Coming to America. The new one? Yes. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, next, um, big check to 
Misha Ross Porter. So y'all know I'm an educator. I work in a school, y'all. And she is the first black woman to lead the largest public school system in the country. And that's New York City. If y'all don't know, New York City has the largest um, public school system. We have about 1.2 million students. And so... I hope, thank goodness, a black woman is in charge. We're going to see some change going on in education because right now the kids are motherfucking lost, child. So Now more than ever. Like, imagine being a child Mates. during this time and they coming back in April. Zoom school is really crazy. Zoom school imagine. is a sick-ass I've place to be. I've seen my sister. It's a warp dimension. <laughs> Zero out of ten would recommend. <laughs> Like, no, wait, so let me do, do they stuff like take? Oh, wait, what grade do you teach? Um, I work in a middle school, so I'm six through eight. Do they have to take like the regents and things like that? Um, our eighth graders do regents for algebra and science. Mm-hmm. I remember a real, that a real, a real crazy time. It's oh, just, only the eighth graders, yeah, only the eighth graders. But I feel like I have to take it in the seventh grade, no? Oh, I don't know, maybe, maybe he was advanced, baby. Oh my god! Oh, for you, little smarty tootie. It was so hard. I'm <laughs> thinking like these people who are taking remote classes at that age. Kids are, and you know, it's no real way to gauge if kids are retaining information. Newsflash, they're not. Um, but you know, you can't essentially. It's it's kind of unjust to like fail kids because it's just like, what can they do? It's hard getting kids to sign on. Niggas is it online and they PJs drinking Mountain Dew out the bottle. There's just a lot of shit going on. It's just a lot of strange things and happening. Are they still doing that no child left behind thing? Essentially, yeah. Like, honestly, they made it when the pandemic first started that essentially you can't fail a kid. So, kids are getting passed. This is going to bite them in the ass later on. Touche. Believe you me. Mm-hmm. Um, next, Jada Pinkett has a sustainable personal care line called Hey Humans. I didn't like this. Available at Target. I'm over here celebrating her getting the check. You smoke I what you like, don't like. I feel like it was like a like it didn't feel authentic to her. She got good skin. Okay. She looking youthful. That's but, like you cannot feel this way with Pharrell. Cause he came out by himself. Like he was the first of oh. that. I feel like now she's just like doing it in response to Pharrell's product. You know, like hey, I want to be an entrepreneur. Red Table Talk is not really cutting it. Let me sell some skin products. I don't need you. I I'm celebrating Black Woman right now. So okay. please. Um, and lastly, Maya Shaka. She is the first NFL black female official. I'm glad you gave it time because I had her too. Um, be, yeah, she is. Yeah, like this is great. Um, literally, female officials, let alone black female sports officials, is hard to come by. I think the NBA has a few. So the NFL, you already know how they give it up. So this is amazing. So sending, you know, all the praise to and all, support. The, all the wonderful black women I mentioned. And um now my favorite artist. Mm-hmm. Speak to him. Pop Smoke. Um, his debut album. What was that? Shoot for the stars, aim for the moon. Mm-hmm. Is the longest running number one RB and hip hop album since 1990. I don't really know where people are getting these stats from, where whoever <laughs> is the company or the industry that is doing this, but all the more power to him though and his legacy. But I will say, like, because I, what I do, like, I follow a lot of the iTunes charts. Okay. And that's how, like, I stay on top of the new music and what's hot. And his songs, like Hotel Lobby, 
Um, really? Yeah, a lot of them are still on that chart. And, like, they've been on that chart Ooh. since, like, the whole year. So I, I get it. Yes. I do get it. And they said that it's been on the charts for um, 17 weeks. So. I definitely get it because it's always at least two or three of his songs on those charts. So. Good for him. It definitely makes sense. Um, and then Mr. West. Um, he released his new Yeezys, the the, the four I wanted these so bad. The cloud whites, and they sold out in a minute. Yeah, I wanted them so bad because I feel like they all look so cool, like in like shorts and socks during the summertime. You know, J- Dre is you know in tune with the fashion world, y'all. Let them know. Trendsetter. Let them know. I am telling them. Thank you. <laughs> but they are kind of funky and weird looking but I feel like they're gonna have like that it's giving me a scrungy like I feel like I should be putting that on my head like no. not like a scrungy like you tie my hair up when you see cause you you a girl too I've always known you to do like a white shoe with like a skirt this yeah. would be like that vibe a little tennis skirt yeah That's like you cute. used to do like the the white chucks yeah. And then you used to do like the Yeezys. Yeah. This would be that same vibe. Okay, like okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. What it looks me. good with a skirt and it looks good with shorts. You know, like it looks good. I don't want to see no motherfucking boot cut jeans. No, no, definitely. That's what they're going to do. No. Tell them. Don't do that. <laughs> so, you guys, definitely no boot cut jeans with this. Definitely no skinny jeans with this. Possibly skinny jeans with this, but it I feel like it would run. Like if you, you're wearing like a blue. It would run on the white. Mm. But I definitely see it with, like, shorts. Shorts and socks. This like is definitely these. giving me, like, a summer sneaker. Yes. Also, the I'm Yeezy just, 450s. Or maybe, or maybe if they do do the pants now with the whole slit. You know they do that? Too. Oh, yeah. Possibly, yes. You know, some Like, a relaxed now. look. I yeah. could see that. But these are definitely special, for sure. And, Yeah. You know, let me know if y'all plugged in and got them. I'm Dre's so looking mad. For them. I checked Stock X. Like they were retailing like two hundred dollars. They're reselling for like five, six hundred dollars <gasps> on Stock X. Like it's really disgusting, but nasty. This week we found out Tina Turner. Like we mentioned the Biggie doc. Tina Turner has also been like a staple within our culture. Someone who has like a traumatic success story, mm-hmm. and now she's um partnering with HBO for a new documentary basically giving us a different perspective of that stories. I want to ask you real quick, like, how do you feel about like those, because we, we know like the stories of Biggie, Tupac, Michael Jackson, Tina Turner, Whitney Houston, like a couple people, like we've gotten documentaries and things before mm-hmm. like a couple years ago. How do you feel about them doing like a different perspective documentary during this year? Because like we got it with um, Biggie already, and looks like we're gonna get it again with Tina Turner. Like, what do you think about this new thing? I like it, um, but you have to. I think it only works when you have people that are close to the source present and working in the documentary. You know what I mean? I think what made Biggie's documentary special was, you know, essentially it was his childhood. Like it, and it, and it was people that we never heard from either. Mm-hmm that was able to provide different insights to him as to who he was as a person and what his, you know, thought process was about different things or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. What so. I really enjoyed about Biggie's documentary, too, was, like, I feel like I got a little bit of Brooklyn history. Yeah, And they were talking about, like, the kingpins that, like, ruled Brownsville. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know if that same appeal is going to transcend over into Tina Turner. Like, her whole thing was, like, Ike beating her, and she, like, you know, like, it was an opportunity for her to, like, 
rise to success, but mm-hmm. she also had to like endure this trauma and abuse on the back end mm-hmm. while she was rising to success. So like this may be like a new take because I saw in a preview she was talking about like her mother. Okay. And like how she used to like admire her mother while she was cooking and then one day she didn't get to admire her anymore because her mother was gone. Oh wow. So like maybe this is gonna give us more insight as to like who she was as a person and not just the abuse. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think I think what what's the great thing about though these style documentaries is that I think it paints a different more, picture. Yeah, a different, or a different bigger picture. picture or like or, or it allows for whoever is watching to be like, oh like I think a more humanized version mm. of just like typically documentaries is like, oh, this is what they did and this is the action and, and the repercussions and this was the fallout and et cetera, et cetera. Versus even like take take for instance framing Britney. Um, um, just even seeing that, like, it, it humanized, like, thinking back to, like, oh, like, I thought that Brady was just bugging the fuck out. But right. just even seeing, just even having the paparazzi's perspective, while they were, some of them were dumb as fuck, but mm-hmm. just having some of their perspective of, like, hey, like, this was what was going on and blah, blah, blah. Like, I think it helps humanize. Did you, you know, see Kim K spoke almost. out about that, too? Let's not create another four-hour episode yeah. right here. You know, Kim is going to Kim, so. <laughs> Kim definitely Kim, because she made that whole shit about her fucking self. Yeah, and I'm just like, girl, what? Mm-hmm. First of all, you invented calling paparazzi on yourself, so you cannot even be in the same breath as Britney. <laughs> talking about they made her... They Feel told her so to bad well. because she was a, a big... She was big. She was definitely big, but I didn't know she had, like, a illness. She pre, yeah, preeclampsia. I didn't know that. I thought she just was pregnant. Like, it wasn't a big deal, but... Mm, yeah, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we have in the works Eve and Notori, who we spoke about, who did the mm-hmm. Little Kim in the B.I.G. movie. Kim, Eve and Notori Norton are set to star in a Queens... In a new series or movie called Queens, and it's about, like, a hip-hop fictional 90s group. So it's definitely a big check for both Eve and Natori because I think Eve hasn't worked since Eve. Eve is on a talk show. Oh. Oh, That's the daytime talk show. Let's be clear. <laughs> She's doing what she needs to do. I feel like she hasn't like worked like in terms of like music. Well, when I'm with a <laughs> when I'm with a motherfucking billionaire. You don't have to work, bro. I- okay, who's that girl? <laughs> <laughs> Like the fuck? Like I don't know. You talk about work. <laughs> you would never see me in this motherfucking showbiz. No. Um Yeah, I'm I'm quite interested though to see. I'm like, I wonder what I don't know. I'm I'm I wonder like I mean I'm assuming that this 90s group is based off someone, you know, so I'm just uh, uh, assuming like I'm just trying to think about like what, you know, group this could possibly be based off of, but I'm excited to see where this goes and, like, what it turns out to be. I hope it's not, like, cheesy and corny in any type of way. And that's going to get me upset. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And let's transition over into our checklist portion of the show. Yes, y'all. And we got some things to get into. We're going to have some very well-needed conversations. Okay. How much hours are we in right now? Uh Uh-uh. Don't be clocking me. With them, because we, we, we are we are an hour in. 
Okay. Okay. So we're gonna keep it, but we this stuff needs to be talked about and discussed. So, um, in my free time, I I'm a sucker for documentaries. I love them. Mm. And Showtime released a documentary with Mr. Daniel Hernandez, also known as Takashi Six Nine, hey, Snitch Nine. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's called The Makings of a Supervillain. And I watched. <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting you know the name. This sounds like a Pixar film. Um, actually, so it's a three-part um documentary, three episodes. They're each about an hour long, and it was very interesting. Um, I think that the documentary sought to humanize Takashi and the monster that is six. Yeah, nine. and um, honestly, my biggest takeaways from it was that. Well, one, let me tell you, what is different from the other Takashi um, documentaries that we've received is that Takashi's actually featured on this one. Okay. Not his face, but but the audio. And he's speaking about, like, his childhood trauma, et cetera, et cetera. Ooh. Um, basically, what I got from this is that Takashi came from... He has experienced a lot of trauma in his life, in childhood, and he was always a fucking weirdo and an and an outsider and he never yeah. got the love that he I guess wanted to receive. Oh. Right? And then um essentially he's he he has always been known for being a weirdo, for being doing outlandish things and getting attention. And I feel like the best way to summarize Daniel is <laughs> the best way to summarize is like you know when you went to school and you know the one kid in the class that just does whatever just to get the teacher's attention and they have to sit outside with their desk yes <laughs> that is Daniel he did anything he could possibly do just to get people's attention whether it was good or bad um, he's still doing this and he's still doing this um Sarah, his baby mother, um, Sarah Molina, is also featured in the documentary, and she details a lot of his behavior because she was close to it. They were child. They were. And she decided to push a baby out of her pussy for him. But go quite on. bizarre. Um, but she also details the fact that, like you know, his abuse and like you know when he did when he made his you know entrance into the industry. What that did to the the dynamics of their relationship wow. and what that impacts was and and just hearing her just recount some of the her being in Dubai and her and him beating her up because he assumes that he, that she is sleeping with um because she was in that wait, whole wait, drama right because she because he was sleep because he assumed that she was sleeping with Shadi right mm. but unbeknownst to me here's the catch twenty two in this is that. He invited Shadi to come live with him and Sarah. So you brought another nigga into your home. Quite bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it, it just details a lot. He also has um two of the 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 um alleged gang members that was also affiliated with the nine Trey Bloods. Um were also featured in the documentary, just explaining their time with Sakashi and what various things they participated in oh, they obviously did not go down in the in the whole um trial because the sleep. You know, yeah they were not included in that so they were able to speak about those things but you know it was just i was just like all the more reason honestly as much as you know i'm just like 
there's accountability on Daniel's part. There's also accountability on the people that interacted with him, too. Because you just knew that this person was not the person that y'all was putting him to be. Mm. And putting him in certain situations, what did you what did you expect? I expected that whenever it was going to come down to it, that Daniel would fold. Because who wants to serve 47 years for a gang that I'm not really a part of? Especially when y'all robbing him and fucking... Kicking him out of cars and doing all types of shit. I mean, that was shit. part of the game because you knew what you signed up for. I don't think so. That sounds um, like... Yeah, when you hire gang members to be now your entourage, I'm sorry. That That is what comes with it. You think that niggas handling shit at the fucking... At a fucking um, meeting room conference? No. I'm going to kidnap you and, I, and, and I'm going to spin the block until your baby mother come out with the fucking jury and the money. <laughs> One day, I want us to do an episode on the parallels between gang culture and pledge culture. <laughs> oh my goodness! Please, that's going to isolate a part of our audience. They're going to be triggered. I feel like because honestly, if y'all would, I think it sounds like they was pledging six nine. <laughs> Now he was working for his letters. He was working for the letters, essentially. Like, and niggas gave him the rite of passage and taught him the audition. It was crazy to see. Wow. It was really crazy. Um, so he dropped. Yeah, yeah, he did. Wow. Yeah, he did. And niggas, and niggas hated, hate, hate, hate it for him. They hate us to see it. Um, and so um, Sarah Molina, she took to Instagram. Sarah and Jade... Um, you know, also oh, Jade, also oh, you Jade, um, Batty G's sister, yeah, Batty G's the bottle sister. girls that you know Cardi B threw bottles at, right? Um, they took they they were in a little tift on Instagram for like a couple days, it spanned a couple days to be honest. Um, it started with the fact that Takashi has been online, I'm not even gonna call it trolling, it's this is next because, level. This because is it's bullying. disrespectful, it's it starts with. He started off with Meek, then he disrespected King Vaughn. He latched on to OTF and then gave his whole new subject to um, King Vaughn. Yes. And he's been milking King Vaughn. King Vaughn. God bless the dead. And that prompted 600 Breezy to join the conversation where he promised that Takashi will die. Yeah. He was like, he's not even afraid of going to jail or anything. It's a promise. My dog will probably do it for a Louis belt. Like, so imagine a nigga who is willing, who's like, I don't even care about the time I serve. You have to go. Yeah. You know, and a bunch of... Lil Reese and all of them was on live with him. Yes. And so, um, Sarah went to Instagram to basically speak out a saying like, yo, I have nothing to do with this nigga because apparently people were threatening her and her daughter. Absolutely. She's accessible. Yeah. Right? And essentially, Sarah took to Instagram and was like, listen, if you want to get at him, get at his bitch and her daughter. An eye for an eye. <laughs> that is what this country is built on. A pussy on. for a pussy, because yeah. <laughs> a pussy for a pussy. Because, yeah, at this point. But honestly, I felt what she was saying, because she was like, not for nothing, I feel like I should not be the the fucking casualty like me and my child safety like I don't walk around with security she don't 
I don't have security with me. Like, I should not. Like, my my daughter doesn't even know who her father is. Ooh. So, I should not be scared for my child's safety and the safety of my family off the shift, off the shit that he's doing. You know, yeah. and she acknowledged. She was like, yo, what he's doing is disrespectful. Talking about King Von, talking about, you know... OTF and like their you know dead family members or et cetera, et cetera. Right. She was like, I don't stand by that. And she was honestly saying, she was like, as a woman, Jade, Ooh. you know that he is not act he's not an active father in my child's life. If you was a real type of bitch and stood for anything, you should actually be calming the situation down and no. trying to reel him down. Jade already told us the type of bitch that she is. She was the same bitch that took the picture with the caption, all I could take is PJs because niggas trying to kill my man. That's what she gave. So that already told me the type of bitch Jade is. Jade is here for the antics. If anything, like she's supporting everything that he's doing. Yeah, and of course she will support it because at the end of the day, you get that security too by extension because you're connected with him. Right. But I mean, and then Jay felt the type of way and then Sarah's mom, yo, I don't know if you saw the Instagram live on Sarah's page. I saw the one when she came out the house and I was like, why would you come out your house? She was fucking going off. But I felt to though because that is scary to like real street niggas like that. Like at the end of the day, if... If I'm Sarah and, and I got a child with this nigga and I don't have security yeah, and I'm accessible and... But that's the thing. Like, you need to not be on Instagram, like, making your face known if you feel all these type of ways. Like, but talk- it's fucked up if she's getting those threats to herself, though. Like, at the end of the day, It's like- fucked up, yes. But, like, don't push your... I feel like she... She's already known to be his baby mother. Yeah. You making this live, like, you're just making it even more known. Like, how you look, who you are, where you are, because you're going to come out the house on live, like... Yes, you did. Yeah, so I feel like, if anything, like, and you were really concerned, you would have gotten in contact with him, got in contact with the authorities, and let them know, what the fuck is that him? Like, can I get security? Can I get a fucking officer outside my door? Like, you know, like, it would have been that type of steps that she took, and I feel like she just took the house steps. To be honest, because it was just like it's she was on much. every page. Yeah, and and I, but I guess my onus though is gonna go to Daniel because I just feel like regardless oh, of absolutely because re- regardless of what his actions, what people fail to realize is that what people fail to realize is that that fucking witness protection or whatever the fuck security that only goes to him. Yeah, that doesn't go to his mother. That doesn't go to like you know what I mean. So it's like. For you to not really even give a fuck about all of the other people that you put into jeopardy, like that just lets me know, like he really don't care about shit by himself. He doesn't even care about this bitch Jade, cause Jade, bitch, you could be gone tomorrow. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. And so it's like Jade, you even look how you moving is 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 even dumb just because you also have a child. Yes, and I cannot as to I'm not I'm not a mother anyway. But I can I can only imagine if I'm a fucking parent, I am not going to be associated or linked with anybody that can that is intentionally causing that could potentially cause harm to my livelihood and my child. So that yeah. lets me a note, Jade. Look at the type of bitch you are. I as a mandated reporter, I want to call yes. <laughs> but I feel like in a situation, Jade doesn't give a fuck. Jay doesn't give and a fuck. And this is why I want to call ACS on her as a parent. 
Because it's like, what the fuck are you doing? But everybody knows she doesn't give a fuck. Because if that be the case... Like, Sarah even said, like, yo, you be walking around security with you and your daughter with him. Yes. What? She doesn't give a fuck. Like, literally, like... And you guys, y'all know how this fucking world is. Especially this world of Instagram. Like, it's like... Lord. Bitches is getting anybody done posting pictures so they can find the money, nigga. That could change their fucking life. Lord. Jade has a dream. She's not going anywhere, and she be around, because I be watching these stories on my page. Her, Batty G, Dior Rose, all of them, they be in the spots, regular degla with all these op niggas, and nobody does anything to her, because they know what the fuck she's doing. Like, it's clear as that she don't want fucking 6 and 9 Look at her and look at him. Like, come on. Like, it's, she's there for the money, and a good time. So it's not, like, a big deal to Jade. For Sarah, this is her end-all be-all. Like, she has a kid for him. She doesn't have anything from it. You know, it's just, so it's, it's just like... It's just really unfortunate. That in the midst of that, um, Cardi B seemingly, like, low-key responded. She had made some... Oh, because she got the case with Jay. Right? Yeah, she was... Um, she had tweeted, like, you know, I cannot wait to put up my album so I can respond to, like, so many things, et cetera, et cetera. Then Batty G kind of, like, threw shade... Or whatever. What but bitch, said? you don't want no shit. I forgot what Batty G said. But oh, but Batty G basically said something of like like, oh, like you still talking about this? She don't even talk much, so But Batty G, you might want to because I heard y'all bitch was popped in panic when it was really getting down to it. Then so, Nikki came to the rescue with a lawyer in a big bag. We're gonna talk about Nikki and the type of bags that she's handing out later on. Don't you worry about <laughs> things. A big Nick, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so, at it, kind of segue from Daniel, you know CJ, whoopty, bet y'all I'm outside, it's, it's a, a movie. movie, okay. Um, I can't people, wait to be outside, outside is open. Well, people are saying that CJ is an industry plant, much like Takashi. Like a cop? Like, they're saying that he's not really living his raps like that. Um, essentially... I did not know that Whoopty was a um, gang slang. <laughs> yeah, I should have saw Dre's face. It is. What are you talking about? It's 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 one of the calls from one of the sets of the Bloods. They say Whoopty. Hence why he's sitting with a red flag tied around his neck. Quite odd, my dad. So he's a Blood. Essentially, so that's what I got. Y'all know CJ is from Staten Island. That's one. Oh. That was a red flag. <laughs> Not a blood a flag. flag but a, <laughs> um, a blood from Staten Island? I don't know. I don't know what goes on in Staten Island because I believe that. I've never been to Staten Island. I've never been there either. Um, all my days. But yeah, but people are questioning his like validity and his authenticity. Wow. Um, and some of the some. Um, some gang members, um, Whoopty, L.A. Brim, um, have even come forward and saying, like, this nigga is not it. Like, he's not gang. So he should not be doing what he's doing. Um, I can kiss my ass. Yeah. And so I just I just wanted to plug that in there because... Because where was the L.A. gang and these fucking authorizers when Pop Smoke was getting shot in his fucking house? Pop is crib. I don't care. He woo. He's still gang. Yeah, true. A whoop D. Okay. Um, but yeah, 
But yeah, so this is what's going on. Like, they're basically saying that, like, CJ isn't this, like, drill artist, blah, blah, blah. He's just That's fine. being an industry. But no, but the gang, on the gang side, oh, yeah, they don't that. want another Takashi to happen. Essentially, that's their stance. Oh. Yeah. So they're like, this nigga is not really gang. Don't be jacking this nigga. And if you, and honestly, and is CJ black? It make I think he's Mexican or something. Oh, so I don't care about. Him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all should know. At a point. <laughs> Actually, we keeping that in. <laughs> Because if you're going to keep in the shit that I said about the last few Jamaicans, we're going to keep this in too. Oh my God. Um, I... But regardless of what, yeah, essentially they just don't want a repeat of, you know, Takashi. I get and it. I mean, that's valid. 100%. Um, but also too, I think it makes sense though, because as you see, you know, Whoopty is a big song that made his viral moment, but his new song, I haven't heard it. It has not been getting the clout that Whoopty is getting. Like yeah, it hasn't been getting loud. It it has not. It has not been trending. I have not seen. I haven't heard. But I think I listened it. to it and it was it was okay. Yeah, it's called Bob, and once again he's pictured in all red, like mad weird, and that also just lends itself to you know whatever. But he just needs to know himself and play it safe. Please play it safe. So if you just saying whoopty because you thought it was a, a cool word and blah 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 whatever, I don't know. But don't sit here and jack that you gang when you're not gang. It's not because okay. you see where the ending is happening. Not the ending is happening. Like, you see what's happening. Like, you see where it's going to go because you have to stand on that at some point. Because when niggas start looking into you and who you affiliated with and who you got in your videos. Where's your resume? And the next fucking Rico charge come. (laughs) What you going to do? Damn, I wanted to also... Damn, we missed the checkup about Casanova, but I'll save it. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Oh, niggas is not coming to see Cass? Yeah, and he over here talking about I'm going to be old, like... You shouldn't knew that when you... Cass, I just want you to know that your name world. is very high up on that indictment list. Very so, high up. Like, you I'm are a kingpin, saying, basically. They're saying... Your ending is happening. Yeah. Yes. So, I don't know what you're, why you're tweeting about me. How can you even tweet? But, Maybe it was Jazzy. Ooh. Because she thought he was coming out tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know why. I just hate... Like, they, there's so much glorification when it comes to, like, this gang culture... But, like, when shit hits the fan, all that shit goes to fucking dust. And you just have Prime to hold example, on to loyalty. You see Cardi B cool down on, on all that gang gang shit. As she should. <laughs> yeah. Me what? Never mind. Who's Star Brim? I pulled up my neck. <laughs> you love to go to Nick. Because I want you to, because when I get into it, y'all, watch how quiet he be. Okay, next, I want to <sighs> talk about why the baby has not been blackballed. <laughs> he is a violent man. He is canceled. No, you have to call him what you called him in our message. Wait, what did I call him? A violent act. <laughs> he is a violent a act. A violent though. act took me out. <laughs> <laughs> he is a violent act. Oh my gosh. Oh my, literally, I feel like every couple of weeks, this nigga is, is, is in the news for attacking someone. You told me he killed somebody. He killed someone legally in Walmart. Yes. He punched slapped a woman in, in a fucking nightclub he assaulted yes. a hotel staff member yes. and the latest thing is is that he allegedly <laughs> oh actually no it was a video of this he fucking beat up a 64 year old homeowner the owner of the b&b that he was renting of the b&b that he was renting 
And honestly, I don't even want to get into detail of the fucking story because I don't even fucking care about the details. I want to know, why hasn't the baby been canceled? Nobody has spoke about canceling him. Why? Yeah, I think it's one, his excuses that he gives to every situation. Like with the video of him slapping the um, fan, the girl in the club, he basically said like, it was a random hand that touched him, and his automatic response was to defend himself. That's what he gave in that situation. In Walmart, it was self-defense mm-hmm. for the killing. And with the hotel staff, he gave that he... Um, his daughter. His daughter. I just feel like it's just always... Fit. <clears throat> I, I cannot. Like, the baby is out in my book. It just... <laughs> it just it, how can this man be so violent? And this is the man that y'all appearing with Meg Thee Stallion. Yes. Time and time again. That the same woman that has suffered from assault DV, from a man. DV. Yep. It's definitely a. It doesn't conflict. make any sense. I I think about you know I think about other celebrities, specifically like I I think about Chris Brown for for example, right and his situation in his you know assault on Rihanna. Yes. And how niggas could not. He was done for. Basically. For like a year or two. Mm-hmm. Like, done for. And still to this day, you know, even when his whole breakup with him with Karuchi and all this other stuff, like, people were still making hints of like, oh, is he abusive? Blah, 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 whatever. And I just, I just don't think, how can this man really be out here still being this megastar and being so violent? Yeah. I think and that just lets me know that we just fucking pick and choose who we want to cancel. Like, cancel culture is not a real thing. Absolutely. It's not. We just pick and choose who we choose, who we want to tolerate. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, y'all are choosing to tolerate the baby. And I don't know why, because the nigga's giving me the same flow. Like, the same I'm tired flow. of him. I Like, I'm tired of him. Like, yes, like, if you feature the baby, it's going to chart, whatever. But that nigga don't make shit that I go back to. Yeah. Period. Like it's really he's a part not of his that brand. good. He is not that good for me to keep him in rotation. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. He's not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And I just don't understand. I, I I I don't get it. Meanwhile, you got Tory over here talking about. He got like a water company coming out. He's talking about sending water to Texas. But my, you got Tori over here talking about he's being blackballed off of the Spotify playlist, et cetera, et cetera. And granted, I'm not comparing, you know, whatever. But I just feel like if we're going to stand in the, in the, if society is going to take this approach of violent is wrong. Yes. Right? Like any, like any type of violence is wrong, then why are we not keeping that same energy? Yeah. Like. I think it's the climate that we're in too. Like we're in the times of Black Lives Matter. And him being the person of influence and power, you know, any situations with white people who are not, it's, you know, like, it's kind of like him, basically, this is adding to his whole star factor and his star power, mm-hmm. you know, because of the time that we're in. So it's like all those things combined. Like, I just think that the baby and his violence is disgusting and he's wearing himself out. Like, I'm over him. He is. And I just feel like, you know... When we look back at it, I just feel like if I want to keep escalating and escalating, I mean, he he has already killed the man, so whatever. But I think but in that situation, too, like, he's physically didn't touch anyone. Like, in the video that we saw with the Airbnb owner, like, it yeah. was his people. But still, in all, it's like, it doesn't 
Like, you are the star there, so you get the blank. Like, we know how this goes. I don't care if you didn't touch anyone. Yeah, Why are you always involved in some type of violent act? That key is gonna what's going to help him in court, if anything. You know, but it's definitely a violent act. Apparently, like he- I want to know why are y'all still streaming this nigga music. I want to know why, why, I'm why. I'm not really the biggest fan of the baby, but I get it. Mm, I'm just disgusted with his behavior, and I'm tired of seeing him every couple of weeks. It's always like another, another Headline, assault, yeah. another assault. Like nigga, you're angry. Like we know that nigga in the club. Like we know you, you know that group. Or like you know that one guy in a group where you can't take him nowhere because it's always going to be something. That's the baby. Absolutely, absolutely. But I feel like at this point, like it is what it is. Mm. You know, we wish him the best. We'll be mm. keeping you updated. I don't wish him the best in anything. <laughs> I just wish him the best. I do because I feel like too, like because Afardi knows him and like what he's doing and like how he is. <laughs> There's definitely like a fucking alert for him. Like in that video that was shown mm-hmm. when he was in the car with his daughter mm-hmm. and the fucking undercover was recording him. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it is when he goes into every state. So I do wish him the best because. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Pack that nigga up. I'm done with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Next. Oh my god! So I think we spoke about last week, right? We spoke about Koi Leroy. Koi Leroy, not Leroy Leroy. Same bitch. Yeah, she had to feature the the remix mm. to No. Was it little Dirk or is he her but one of them? Dirk. I did not know that she was fucking Benzino's daughter. I have no idea. <gasps> I gagged. But I also Benzino no Mac. <laughs> I also had no idea that Diara was almost um, his name's daughter. We didn't. We 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 never established if that was true. Yo, it body. is true. <gasps> yes. <laughs> so I have a. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. 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 I'm gonna just give a little 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 story time. Um. So yes. No more parties. Um. Yeah. So her remix released, and you know this obviously like went past my head but she um she claims that Benzino wasn't a good father she raps in the remix my daddy let me down but I promise but I promise you I won't let up I want to say fuck that man but that shit will make me feel better okay. um Benzino instantly took to the motherfucking mm-hmm. social not working instead of calling his daughter terrible <laughs> father terrible um, father instead of calling his daughter um, who clearly is, you know, would like to repair the relationship or at least, you know, have a conversation with him. Um, he denies her accusi- accusations, saying that Koi was raised in mansions and had everything she ever had asked for. And he said that if you was to ask my other two sons who are grown, mm-hmm. um, they would never say these things about him. Benzino. Right? And then... Boy, oh boy, last Tuesday they was on Instagram having an Instagram war. Mm. Yeah, they was. Benzino took to Instagram, um, once again discussing his daughter and ultimate and then he's gonna blame the internet and in, in getting involved. Um Koi went on a whole Instagram rant. Is that her real name? I don't know. I don't that really know. This girl. For this name, Koi, she's not I don't know. Are we even saying it right? I don't know. I never even heard nobody even say her name. I saw her on Wendy. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, she went on Instagram and she goes, it's crazy because we was just on the phone crying yesterday, sharing a moment, like really sharing a moment. For this man to come on here and do this lame, to, to, to do this is so lame. And he is the reason he burned all his bridges today. Oh. Um, Let's be clear. Koi is a one-hit wonder. And yeah, she is. Um, and another clip, she said, "I'm on Rolling Stone, breaking all types of records." And this bitch ass nigga Benzino. Bitch ass niggas here, father. Benzino wants to fucking come online and start fucking with me instead of being a father and just supporting me. Um. Then Benzino responded saying, now I'm bro, nigga, and a bitch-ass nigga. Really? Really? Me? This is the most disrespectful shit I've ever experienced. The names she just called me can never be forgiven or forgotten. She also, Koi also went to Twitter and she ranted even more about her relationship with her father. She goes, just like a month ago, he called me, we spoke. I told him I needed him. I needed my father in this cold world. He said I should have been a boy. <laughs> Reasons why I be thinking I need a nigga to love me now because you're because because your bitch ass never did. Hashtag daddy issues. I never did. She didn't have the hashtag in it. I just added that. <laughs> and this is why I never wanted anybody to know I'm embarrassed to be your daughter. Oh I should have been a boy. You're right. Because I would have knocked you the fuck out already. I'm very hippo. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is why I can't stand bitches she gonna later apologize for saying she has been taken out of character oh. and that there's always room for growth can we go to LA <laughs> <laughs> everybody mm-hmm. I, don't um, I just go. thought that that, that that whole ordeal was just distasteful this whole argument is like an LA argument to me mm. yeah Really? It was just really bad. It was just like I it mean, Benzino as a really Benzino, you and your no neck have an ass. Don't you you could have picked up the phone and spoke to your daughter. She's obviously hurting. And here's the thing. I mean, I'm not a parent, so who am I to say, right? Who are we? Right. But I am gonna say it anyway. Cause Ooh. bitch, y'all listen to the motherfucking checks podcast. <laughs> and I just feel like as a parent or in any situation. You cannot tell somebody how they ought to feel. Absolutely. It's like she has that perception of you were not there for me. A bitch ass. XYV and you a bitch ass nigga. Okay. I mean, I don't agree with the bitch ass nigga part. I but, agree. Mm-hmm. He was embarrassed on her on Love and Hip Hop. Look, like, come on here. Okay. Oh, yeah. Without Love Mm hmm. Oh, my Dee-dee. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking of Love and Hip Hop, remember when fucking <laughs> Jocelyn and Stevie really washed them too? Yes. On the fucking reunion. If post. you see two crackheads coming at you, why would you not get up? <laughs> <laughs> it made no sense to me. Like the math is not mathing. Like why are you? Why are you sitting down waiting to get popped on? Like are you dumb? They never been on one twenty fifth in Lexington. You <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, back to Koi and Benzino. Um, I just feel like. Honestly, you should have Benzino as the adult, as the parent. You were but he's supposed not the adult. Let, let's be fucking clear. Like, I'm but like, you were supposed to pick up the phone and call your daughter. Like at the end of the day, it's coming from a place of hurt. Like I don't like I don't think that nothing in what Koi is saying. I don't think that she is 
saying I never want to speak to my father. Like she never said that because she she even admitted she was like we spoke like we was just on the phone a month ago. We was just speaking a month know, ago. whatever. But like whatever case can be, I think that she's open to that. But I think that you have to resolve things too, and you have to be willing to hear. What's the what's the difficult part is that you have to be willing to hear. The times that you were not a good parent to me. What time is it? How much time do we have, Rocco? <laughs> Don't be time-checking me. How much time do I'm we really, have? I'm really grown. <laughs> so don't time-check me in the middle no, of my day. No, I have something to say. Go, say. How much time do we have? We just go and say. I'm not trying to do... We have time. Three hours. We four have time. Hours. I feel like it's definitely something to be said about, especially when you get to that point of adulthood. Mm-hmm. And you're dealing with trauma that you've received from your parents. Mm. You know, like, you may not get the response that you deserve. Yeah. At all. Yeah. You know, so I feel like that's definitely something that needs to be set. And it's a deeper topic because I'm currently reading a book. I'll be keeping you guys updated on this book. Mm-hmm. It's basically like a child from an emotionally, emotionally immature parent. And I feel and that's like... Real. In that situation, it's definitely relevant because essentially we're getting that from Koi and Benzino. He is an emotionally immature parent. Like, he feels as though his success doing whatever the fuck he does. What does yeah. he do? And just, um, he was the one of the co-founders of the, the, Source. the Source magazine. Yeah, That outweighs his responsibility as a dad is essentially what we're getting. And that's why he has to respond publicly. Maybe. And that's why she doesn't deserve a call or anything because she embarrassed him publicly. Mm. That's what we're getting here. That's so, fucked up. It really is fucked up, but it's like the reality for a lot of us. And you know, like it's not on this grand scale of I'm an artist and I need you as an, a father to help me navigate this industry that you've existed in for X amount of years. You know, like it might be on a smaller scale of things of a smaller scale of things where we need our parents like just help us navigate life and figure out life and they're not there and you know that's a tough cookie to fucking chew on because it's just tough so I just think like in a situation like definitely Koi we get it but I feel like she didn't have to engage as much as she did yeah because essentially like it just brought her negative attention like we didn't know who she was and now we know that she's Yeah, Benzino's, I damn sure did not know that she was the Benzino's daughter. daughter. Like, you know, like I didn't even know this nigga had kids outside of the kid that he had with Althea. Nobody cares. That's really this is also true, like, yeah. nobody gives a fuck about Benzino mm. through and through. Like, you know, so it's sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next this is a story that hasn't gotten much media attention. Um don't don't what go ahead go ahead this is a story that has not gotten much media attention because you was just reciting lyrics yeah and I am but I'm also I have the ability to be objective whereas (laughs) most fans do not and that's the real tea of it all um and so (laughs) the daily beast they beasted they beasted (laughs) and they went up and stayed there um, it came out, I want to say probably like this past week, actually. I think like Wednesday or Thursday. Oh my God. Nicki Minaj and husband Kenneth Petty campaigned to silence his sexual assault victim, Jennifer. And Jennifer, if, is she black? And if you, I don't is know. Is she black? Actually, she is mixed. 
Oh, what is next left? Um, so anywho, because Dre is going to be an annoying little thing during this segment, but I'm going to talk about it because the people need to know. Essentially, now let me tell you, you guys can visit the Daily Beast and read this article through and through because it is very detailed and it gives you everything from motherfucking what top to motherfucking bottom. bottom. It gave me everything. It gave me the fact that... I'm in the mood to play. Why did it give you? Because you want to assassinate someone's character. I don't want to assassinate your character, but it's just what it is. Nikki, you what know you're wrong for, for being aligned to the shit that you align to. What is she aligned to? Like, so essentially, um, the Daily Beast um, basically details um, the, sexual, detail? the sexual assault... A case against Kim Petty. So when did that take place? A couple years ago. I'm gonna How say, much is a couple? I want to say a last year. Last maybe, year? Or maybe two years ago. He just came out of jail two years ago. Yeah, so it was last year. <laughs> last year when they had moved to California... Um, Kenneth did not register as a sex offender. As we reported. Yes. Um, and he is facing trial in this, this June. For that. Oh, he is? I thought they handled that. No, honey. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, this sexual assault um, charge comes from an incident back in the in 1994, 1995. Oh, it's like the mid-90s. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my God. He's being so annoying. But I'm I gonna, told you, I'm in the mood to play. I'm so, you annoying. better bring your A game. I'm you better bring your A game because I'm. I'm going to tell the story, and no one's going to care about your annoying ass anecdotes because the story is going to be told. Okay, so this comes from a 1994, 1995. 1994. Case. Please do not talk while I'm talking. I was one. <laughs> How old were you? Please do not talk while I'm talking. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and it's based. Um, Jennifer mm-hmm. and Kenneth. Um, he was charged. For attempted rape. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see you make 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 joke about that. Yeah, you quiet now. Shut up. Anyways, nineteen ninety four. How old were you? I wasn't even born. Okay. Ninety five. And how old baby. are you now? Ninety five, baby. Okay. Just wanted to okay. set the scene, you know. Yeah, whatever. Set setting scene. Um. So essentially, yes. Yeah, so um, she only goes by the the victim only only goes by her first name, Jennifer. Um, and it's just the Daily Beast article really details and really paints a real nice picture of like... Paints a uh, picture. Yeah. Of how these two, how Jennifer and Petty are intertwined, but also how Nicki Minaj is also intertwined in like their neighborhood in Queens and who is what. Um, I'm not really going to get into all that nitty gritty details, but what comes out of it really is that... Essentially, Jennifer, within the last year, she's have she has had to move at least three times um, because of um, safety concerns. Um, people have in in the most recent years, because Petty is facing trial for not registering as a sex offender, they have resurfaced different entities. Um, whether it was Minaj, she said that Minaj did call her on a phone and you know spoke to her regarding this. Yes. Um, whether it was a close family friend of you know Jennifer and Kenneth as well that tried to get her to 
you know, recant her statement. Um, at one point, she said that, you know, she was offered 500000 to recant. At another point, she was offered 20000 to recant. She did not choose either. Um, and that, you know, she... Through various entities, whether it was through family friends and mutual friends from, from the neighborhood from way back then, um, she was getting all this pressure to... Recant. Recant her What she did in the 90s, too. She said that she did not. Her family says that she did. Mm-hmm. She's saying that she has never recanted, and even those close to her, her friends who were there were present when she first reported it, said that she never recanted. So it's just a lot of stuff that is, that, that is up in the air. The story is really sad because it's just like a lot of into, interlocking of like, you know, neighborhood shit. And now this person happens to be a celebrity, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. What came out of this, honestly, what I, what I really want to speak to is that this is not far-fetched. And honestly, Nikki's and I mean, I don't know to what degree Nikki's involvement was about, you know, contacting her and if they really did have a conversation or whatever. It's just not looking good on this side. It's not. Because at some point um, in the story, she Jennifer um, says how, like, the U.S. Marshals and, like, ATF had, had essentially came to her house to check on her out of safety, of, like, you know, safety concerns. Right. And how the U.S. Marshals said that this case is a high priority. <laughs> a high one, not a low one, but a high one. Um, and but they tell that to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, this is where we're at. I mean, I'm just gonna. My whole thing is with this situation is I don't want to in any way undermine, you know, rape and like what it is. Oh, you don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. But in this situation, it makes me think. You know, like. If Patty didn't get married to Nikki, would you still be harping on this situation? You know, like, would you... Because now it's becoming an issue of clout, essentially. I don't think it's clout, because if it was clout, I think that her identity would be out here. We, we would know her... We see we her would, face. We, we know would, her name is Jen... We would know her first and last name and her social media account. We know her last name. We know her name is Jen. We've seen her face. I just feel like it's giving big drunk for someone who, like, you're a victim. You know, like, in my perception of a victim, like, you want the situation to go away. Like, you don't want to revisit that situation or that night at all. You know, like, he just came out of jail. Okay, like, he served, and he served a lot of time. I'm not saying it's enough time to cover what But he it did. wasn't for that. He served time for killing someone. But he served time. Like, he was away in jail. So, granted, it wasn't for what he did to you. He served time, right? So, now he's out of jail. You know, like, wouldn't you want the situation to go away? And, like, you don't want to talk... You don't want to revisit it? Like... But she's saying that the reason why this is even resurfacing, right... Is because his failure to register as a sex offender. Right. So now it goes back to the whole thing of the original of 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 the case of. Okay, I have this charge because of this girl. So if I can get her to recant, 
all will be well on my end. No. Yes, it is. That's no. essentially what it is, though. She because in a situation, it's like that. That charge is not going to go away, whether she recants or not. And it was already said that she recanted back when she was a child, like her family or whoever. She recanted, right? And that was also was explained on Queen Radio that she recanted. So that her whole situation, but that's but we don't know that to be true because in this Daily Beast article, which is clearly like information is coming from Jennifer with proof of receipt mm-hmm. and etc., it shows that she did not recant. But you said that was why it was now an issue because he didn't register in um, California and he wants her recant now. Yeah, but on the very end, the picture that they painted, Nikki and Petty, she recanted already. Yeah, on the on their end, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like there's no reason for them to dig her up and try to get her to take a deep. Like she's basically bringing her case from 1994 to the forefront now. You know, like that's basically what's happened. I'm saying, like, would she have done that if he wasn't Nicki Minaj's husband? I don't think that it's tied to Nicki. I, I think th- it's tied to like. I don't think it's tied to Nicki. I think it's tied to be- his celebrity now. Based I don't think, being her husband. I don't think that it's tied to Nikki because regardless of what, take Nikki out of it, right? If this nigga would have went to any other state and did not register, he would have got the same consequence, right? And her whole thing is in this Daily Beast article, she's like, okay, basically any any move that she makes, she's going to be the blame of anything, right? Like, like it's going to fall back on her. But how? Like, especially since like before he got out, like, we didn't know who Kenneth Petty was. We didn't know who she was. We didn't know her story, right? Now, it's, like, 2021, she has a whole article interview with the Daily Beast, and it's all of these accusations allegedly coming but to I, the forefront. I it's think just, like, they said they handled that already. Like, it's not a closed case, but he's, like, in a different part of his life like he's I think the part that she's getting at is that at the end of the day Kenneth is this very influential powerful person and whatever I'm I'm gonna say I'm I'm talking about as far as history dealings okay like I think that's what resonates with her and and even in this article when she details the type of moves that she decides to make because she's like he can he's associated with a lot of dangerous people and so, depending on my next move, that can that can impact me and my child's livelihood. And so that's what I'm saying. Taking Nikki out of it, I think that Jennifer goes through through the same exact thing, but just without this lens of social media and having this platform. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I think that she still will feel this exact same way, regardless if Kenneth is is not married to Minaj. I don't believe all. that because it's just like at this point. Like, Brady know he's a sex offender and he has all these cases, right? He did not register as a sex offender for a very, a very clear reason. Like, let's be clear. This nigga know I he has... I don't know that. He has, he has this charge. My thing is that you, you have this charge. That means that in New York, you was registered as a sex offender. Period. Right? You had this charge. You went away to jail. Cool. Did your time on, on a murder bed? Cool. Whatever case may be. Now you marry whatever, whatever. You live in a whole new state. You know what you have to do. Regardless of what, you know what you have to do. You opted not to do that. So you think that impacts you, her in New York? That impacts her. That, like that how now, does that impact That her? now impacts Jennifer. How? Because it's bringing up old feelings of why the fuck do I even have this charge to begin with? Oh, because this bitch lied about 
I'm talking about from the from the stance of of of, of, of Kenneth. Yeah. This, this bitch lied about whatever happened between us, and that's but why I got this charge go on me. It's not gonna go away. He's trying to make it go away by what so. arm and force? I don't think oh, so. Oh please. Mm-mm. Okay, we're not gonna do that. Cause he's been doing this even before that happened. Arm force, come on. Even before she's been doing that. The only difference is like I agree with your point with like obviously like if if Kenneth was not married to Minaj, would this be on our checklist right now? No. No. But Absolutely I, not. Well, maybe but you think it's about I think, like, the cloud. But I think that Jennifer would 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 still fear for her safety and what she's connected with. I think that we we would hear about the story in a different way. We would hear I, mother mother fucking slain due no. to whatever. Yes, I think we would. I think it would be less trauma because he wouldn't be on social media as active as everything. Does he got an Instagram? I've never seen anything on social. He doesn't media. have Instagram, but whenever Nikki posts him, like he's on every headline, so she's seeing it on every headline. So I think that's where her trauma is coming from, you know? So I feel like that's why she feels the need to bring him down, basically. I don't think so. I definitely think so. I don't, I don't think so, because even from her conversation with Nikki of what, of what she shared, essentially, like, she was just letting Nikki know, like, I need you to know as a woman that, like, he did assault me. Right. And it's like, I get that, but still, like, this is the love of my life. And, and, and I feel like and that's listen, an issue for truth, her. And no, 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 no. It's not an issue. Two truths... Can like exist. can 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 exist, but what can happen is that you cannot use your your power and your influence and your whatever to intimidate someone to to change their fucking lived experiences. You cannot do that. I get you, and I don't I don't want to say anything, but I would hope that Nikki is not doing that. I would hope because it and, doesn't serve any purpose. And and this is the part where I'd be objective where it's just like I don't really know where I fall with in thinking about Nikki's responsibility in this is because she is very known for doing shadow work. Behind the scenes. I can attest to that. You know. Anyway, I'm stopping bags like the TSA. Cardi spent a good portion of her first year crying about, oh, Nikki stopped my bag. And we was like, no, Nikki wouldn't do that. Why she get shadow work? <laughs> so at the end of the day, like I don't I mean, know, but I would hope that she wouldn't because it doesn't. I make would hope sense. not, but like I, I mean, we're gonna see how this all plays out. Like I said, this summer he's supposed to be, you know, going to um, trial, but yeah. But even from her article, because I did take the time out to read it, she seemed as though like her main issues was one that Nikki had, you know plans in place to get her to shut up mm-hmm. and then she also like spoke very highly on like mistrust about the people around her yeah yes yes you and know? that was another thing too so that was like, her a lot main of, thing yeah, like, like a lot of mistrust died. from her family yes a lot of mistrust from like her fucking own brother like all type of shit like it was just you know a lot of right. stuff which but, leads me to believe like she's doing something actively to bring this man down that she can't let go you know, that's what it leads me to believe. I don't... Well, that didn't lead me there. It definitely did. Because it's just like, why else would they be paying people or giving people money or people trying to give you money to stop? You know, because that's essentially what it was. Like, they were trying to give her money to stop. hmm And she doesn't want to stop. So, I think that's what... It really comes down to clout if you really want to... I don't agree with that. Well, let's talk about this, Fabio. So, you want to get into the allegations... It's a big thing. Viral. Movie. Movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, y'all. Woo! 
This is real tea. And honestly, it took a minute for this to like hit like the socials, but you know, we was tapped in on our that page that I told you about. Like mm-hmm. it's really tapped in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a a, a known Brooklyn woman, known Is she as, really known with 32 views on her stories? I don't know. I'm just... I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> she's known as Zendi. And she went on Instagram Live and she alleged that Fabio has sexually assaulted her at a party. Yes. So she made claims during this live stream saying that Fabio not only forced himself on her, but stuck fingers inside of her without her consent. And it was just crazy. Like, you know, she says, um, she recounts, I'm in a room. He comes in the room. He locks the door. Um, This shit is not funny. We're laying down. He starts touching me. I'm like, get off of me. I'm screaming, but the music is so fucking loud. I'm screaming my friend's name, but the music was so loud, nobody could hear me. He sticks his fingers up me. She's like, bro. I'm like, yo, this feels like rape. Then she go, then she says that he says to her, bitch, I will rape you right now. It's definitely <laughs> icky. I was just like, first off, this feels like rape. Like, that's how you go about it. Like, that's not the... I'm not the one to tell you, but that doesn't seem... You are telling me. <laughs> I'm like, what are you saying right now? That doesn't seem like the right approach. And two, like... What? Like... Then Zindi says that Fabio... Um, after after the after Zindi's friend entered the room um, and the music was shut off, that's when Fabio got off of her. Um, she also details like a bunch of stuff of like how like they tried to like keep her phone and I mean her her friend's her phone bag. and her bag and stuff like that inside the house and you know all of these things and how these white girls don't want to call her an Uber right and how they won't want coke and all type of shit and all Fabio Camp did was say nah these are not true these these, these allegations are not true which leads me to believe that they're true. He was under her stories. Zen, was she? I mean, I mean, I mean, was he? He only had, she only had thirty-two views, and Fabio was the only one with a blue check under her views. Every story. Well, nigga, why you tuned in? And so then, um, you know, she goes on to explain because this this lasted like a whole day of like her like outing him that whole group that whole team yeah his his whole team. What was the friend's name? His friend. Can't remember, but um, essentially she's like, this is how these niggas get down. Like these niggas get down like that, and apparently, um, a lot of other women started DMing her and, and the other page, you know, coming forward about their experiences with Fabio. And this is even dating back to pre-famous Fabio, saying like even back in 2012. This how this nigga was moving. One of his friends asked her if she couldn't take a joke. While his yes. Fabio's hands were in her pussy. Like, he was fingering her. And you can't take a joke? You know, like, it's just... Yeah. It was truly disgusting. But these are Brooklyn niggas, so I'm not surprised. Not to make excuses, but I'm not surprised. Like, go on. 
It's just really sad. Like, and but oddly enough, this is not getting as much attention. Because Fabio is not big anymore. Mm. Yeah, this speaks to that. Don't yeah. you think? It has to. Because this is not really... Like, I didn't see it trending on Twitter. Like, I only saw it on, on IG on that page that we follow. Yeah. And then, and like, once I started doing the research, digging deep, then I saw other people talking about it. But it took even other outlets... I think I only saw one outlet actually report on it. And that was the shade room. And it took them a couple days after everything had blew up to even... Make that post. Shave them is super late. Like, yeah, they're, they're late. I'm about to unfollow them because yeah. they're not even giving me nothing. If you follow and shave them for content and like real tea, like yeah, we'll be days late. Days late. I did dollar short. <laughs> <laughs> you would be terrible. You'll be for late real, in the game. Like, but yeah, Fabio, you going down as a nasty man, and I'm just sad because I had you fucking make a video for my kids' graduation last year. Oh, he actually made it. Yeah. Yeah, but truth yes, is, man. truth is, like, I even spoke to, like, one of my homegirls, and she was like, I'm not surprised with how Fabio looks. <laughs> Meaning? Do you see how he looks? Like, he looks like a creep. He looks like someone that would rape. You so... Am I lying? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I don't, I don't, I don't know what a rapist looks like. I do, but, um... But I will say he he does give me creep vibes, especially I'm thinking back to his um the double XL freestyle with him and Mulatto and how he was eyeing Mulatto. It was exactly, very weird. that's what I'm saying. Like he looks like someone that would break. Like he looks like someone who would. Plot. We cannot say that. I can say that, but he looks like someone who he's seen you a whole full outfit and he's picturing you naked. Like, he looks that invasive. I know? hate that for him. But it's, it's him. But also, that statement that his fucking label put out was terrible. Like, it was worse than the T.I. and Tiny statement. I'm not surprised. Like, like it, Flavio, was, it was bad. Flavio was clicking down, for sure. I mean, we told y'all that he wasn't the it. But, you know. Yeah. Um. This week, Golden Globes took place. And shout out to Soul for winning Best Animated Picture. Yes! Do we have a talk about Soul? I think we did. Oh, okay, good, good. Yeah, because I was honestly a little, you know, apprehensive about watching it mm-hmm. because um, it does look like a kid movie, but it's actually an adult movie about, like, purpose and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy that, and the whole cast was black, I believe. So mm-hmm. definitely, I'm happy that they won. It looks like the Golden Globes definitely made Black Lives Matter this year. For sure, um, Chadwick Boseman won Best Performance in a Motion Picture for his role in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And that was definitely a moment, for sure. Like, I remember watching it, and, like, I love Viola Davis, and she was Ma Rainey. And I definitely remember watching it for her, but I definitely left, you know, astounded by his performance. So, for sure, definitely shout out to Chadwick. His wife accepted the award on his behalf. Um, also, shout out to Daniel Kaluuya. He won Best Supporting Actor for his role in Judas and the Black Messiah. Definitely shout out to him. And yeah, like it's just it's amazing to see black actors and actresses like receive mm-hmm. the accolades that they awards. deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, the Grammys is coming up, and you know it's. 
It's looking like the same thing. They're looking like they're. It's looking like they're um, on that whole Black Lives Actually Matter. Mm-hmm. So Little Baby's set to perform, I believe, along with Cardi and a bunch of other people. So definitely, I'm looking forward to the Grammys this year. I want to say that for sure. I hope sure. they get it right. I hope they get it right. It looks like they're on the right track. This week, Meghan, Markle, and Harry, um, they, tonight actually, in a couple hours, we're recording on Sunday, they're set to release the Oprah interview, and that interview is really going to shake the table of the Buckingham Palace. Megan is speaking out to a lot of things that she believes to be falsehoods about her. Megan is not motherfucking playing. Yes, so I'm definitely excited to see that, and it's it's already going viral. Viral. Because the Buckingham Palace just announced they're investigating claims that Duchess Meghan Markle was abusive to palace staff. Um, Some of those examples of abuse include emailing staff early in the morning. Apparently, like, she even... What? Mm -hmm. That's abuse? To them. Also, my principal be abusing me. You you better call (laughs) help me Howard. (laughs) But it's a big thing. Like, a lot of uh, investigation and the examples of abuse are very minuscule, for lack of a better word. Mm-mm. But apparently she drove two um, palace staff to leave the palace. Megan? Yes. Uh-oh. Um, Megan McCain spoke out about this on that daytime talk show, and she basically said... It's very ironic that um, this investigation is being launched during the time where um, the interview with Oprah is set to, you know, air on Mm -hmm. TV. And apparently, like, they're basically saying, like... This this royal family is mad because... Messy. Because Prince then got with him a black woman and said, fuck y'all. Yeah. And they both said, fuck y'all. Mm-hmm. And we not, and we about to expose. They really, yo. They're about to expose everything on Oprah. Which, they up in it like that's. It's like, a, big a royal thing. family like the bloodline. It's in the history. Books. This is trend. This is we have never seen this before. At all. Like ever. Yeah, like this is like the messy shit that we read about in history class. Oh my god, yes. That was dressed up in big words, mm-hmm. but we could see the mess. Um, Megan basically said, why isn't Prince Andrew being investigated? Especially with the whole instance of him having sex with minors on Epstein's pedophile island. So she's wondering why is the spotlight being placed on Meghan Markle and not on Prince Andrew? She said keep it. Keep on the playground. Playground, for real. Like, right. this is something, like, I think we had we had spoke a couple weeks ago about, like, their, like, they will not be returning back to the royal family and, like, mm-hmm. what that meant. Mm-hmm. Well, clearly we know what it means. Like, these niggas ain't going back home. Absolutely. Like, it's a big thing, but um, she's also expecting her second child. Oh, is she? Yes. Okay. But I believe the first one, his name is like Archie or something like that. I think so. Something very Caucasian. Mm. But um, also in the news these past weeks, um, Al Chapo's wife. Is El Chapo alive? Yeah. Oh, 
he was the one. Is he still like in prison or is he like on yeah. the run still? He's in prison. Remember, he escaped. They yeah. like dug the tunnel. He in the escaped quite a few times. So that's I'm just like, which where is he? Yeah. So his wife Emma Coronel Asparo. <laughs> you love Nikki. I do. But, but is it, I was assassinating that character. I, <laughs> I am, make, I am shedding light and hoping that she owns up to her fucking treacherous ass ways of who she's aligning herself with. She has no business. But that's the problem with y'all queens, bitches. Y'all think that y'all so motherfucking classy and y'all just fucking hood buggers. El Chapo, but he crazy like my geek. <laughs> <laughs> El Chapo's wife, Emma Corona, I see her. <laughs> Can you stop? She's 31. She was basically... What? How old is El Chapo? El Chapo is old, but 31. he's been doing this since doing this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, he's 63, actually. Mm-hmm. But basically... Um, oh, he's an Aries. Oh, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically... She was recently um, arrested at Dulles International Airport in Washington, outside of Washington, D.C., and she was charged with participating in a conspiracy to distribute heroin, cocaine, um, meth, and So she's on brand. Yeah. Okay. So essentially, like, they're trying to get her to cooperate with... um, you know, authorities to essentially learn more about the Sinaloa cartel. Sinaloa cartel, which is, you know, El Chapo's gang. Mm-hmm. And they basically are also trying to find out who is second in command at the cartel because it's still happening. Even though they took down El Chapo, like, the cartel is still fully functional you know, and still importing drugs and amazing things into the U.S. <laughs> so they're trying to get her to cooperate. And apparently she is working with them. And she's also in witness protection at the moment. Ooh. So it's a big thing. We'll definitely be keeping you posted on this story as it develops. I'm really excited about this. What? <laughs> it just feels like... This is the shit that you watch as like a documentary. Like, like Narcos? Yeah. And I, <laughs> like, I watch Narcos. <laughs> but I'm definitely excited to see it and like how it plays out. You know, she, you remember we had that checkpoint of do you believe like a girlfriend should go down if her like skin and boyfriend gets locked up I, or something? And what did I tell y'all bitches? Don't get involved. Just sit yeah. pretty in the passenger seat. So essentially, she was someone that wasn't involved, and she found herself involved. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a big thing. Um, also, this week, Cardi B dropped a doll. Yeah. I won't be bad enough for my child. Yeah. You don't have a child. <laughs> I know, but if I did. But, but I'll be buying that for my niece. Okay. She dropped her doll. And she went on a whole Instagram live about how she's under so much pressure of her, by her fans. And she feels as though they're, like, they're constantly pushing and annoying her <laughs> to release her album. And like they don't understand that she's you know pushing for perfection. And ah, 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 ah. 
The part that really got me was when she went on to say that most um, rappers, like if you look at Jay-Z and, you know, other artists, they don't make their music from only... They don't make their money from only music. Mm -hmm. And her fans, they don't want her to be an entrepreneur. They don't want her to raise her net worth. To compare herself to Jay-Z is crazy. Ridiculous. They don't want her on Forbes. It's like Jay-Z had like 10 albums before he became an entrepreneur. Everyone did. You know, it's like she went on to say all these things and it's just really, she also like complained about like how her body is aching and how she's doing so much for her fans. She woke up early to go on Good Morning America to promote this doll and the fans just aren't being appreciative and how they're being bratty and she doesn't want her daughter to be a brat. So why would she want her But her daughter is a brat. <laughs> like you know that you post her and she always saying no to you. Mm-hmm. Can't so remember. she like went crazy basically to me, and it was just it was just very heavy because like Cardi like we had the conversation a couple episodes ago episodes ago about how you know like is she an artist or is she just like a star like is she doing things for money or is she actually passionate about something, and we had that conversation and just to see her like now it's just like why do you keep doing this like this whole back and forth with people who you consider fans but you also consider like your ops to be you know like constantly speaking on them and like their expectations of you like that was one part of it and the other part was just like you're basically telling us to help you raise your net worth by buying this doll (laughs) buying these products that you're endorsing by supporting you, like, you want us to help you get richer, basically. Mm -hmm. And, like, I feel like we know this. Like, we know, like, we're doing... We're buying, like, Fenty Beauty and shit to support Rihanna and all these other things to support these artists and, like, to help them get richer. But I've never seen an artist actually plain outright say it. I mean, it's very telling because I feel like Cardi, from the very beginning, she always said that... Yeah, she's like, I'm here to make money. It just so happened that by way that she did this via, you know, music output. But she made it very clear that her goal and her end goal is to always make money. Yeah. Right? And so whether that means venturing off, like, she had... Cardi B has so much shit going on. This bitch has not... Where was... Let me... No, hold on. Let me... Because let me speak. Let you speak, yeah. With the motherfucking facts. She released Invasion of Privacy in 2018. We have not heard new music. We have not had an album for her in three years. Yeah. That's something that's really absurd, especially for a new artist, because their second album has so much, um, you know, they have the sophomore Anticipation, curse. Anticipation, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it's the sophomore curse of, like, is your second album going to be as great as the first album, right. right? And so just to have that much time lapsed, it took us damn near two and a half years to get WAP. Yep. And then we, and now a couple uh, months later, we got up, right? Honestly, two songs that eh, doesn't really, like, in the moment, it, it it creates a moment, but it doesn't stick, right? Yeah. Um, in, in those three years, we've seen Cardi become the face of Balenciaga. She has a Facebook TV show. She was on the Netflix series. Yeah. She has all these different type of ventures. And all the more power because she has branded herself to be this 
personality this personality and this influencer and she has this massive following Mm -hmm. that will literally cling on to anything um i do think it's just a bit distasteful for her to sit here and essentially just be like y'all need to help me get rich here i oh i don't think that i I, I, I think i think it's a bit distasteful distasteful for her to not understand why fans are expecting music from her oh um i think it's like oh like you know like you don't want me like yes like you're a celebrity like you're gonna be rich like we get it (laughs) bitch like because we're because we are the ones making you rich yeah you don't need to remind me of that yeah like that's that's the off-putting part in that as well and then i mean i thought about and me and you have spoke about this I think about Rihanna, right? Rihanna, who has consecutively... Since she came out, Rihanna has put out an album every fucking year. Mm -hmm. Until until we got to Auntie. And this bitch has been radio silent, right? And so even when her friends are asking... I mean, her fans are asking for the next Rihanna album, as am I. um, (laughs) But we know that in between Auntie and now, what what have we seen? We've seen Fenty. We've seen um, Savage. We've seen um, her fashion house at one point. Like, we've seen her venturing off into all this other, mm-hmm. like, you know, million dollar, billion dollar industries that's bringing her more money. So, obviously, her focus isn't on music. But the difference with that is that we know that Rihanna came into this game dedicated to music. She gave us the catalog. And that's... You gave us the project. And that's the difference. A project. But yet, these are the people that we are giving Grammys to. And this is why people be so critical, be so mad at me when I'm critical of Meg. Because these are people that Meg had just had just recently announced that she'll be performing at the Grammys. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. for what for? Yeah. Meg might end up with, with a Grammy off of a subpar project. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And if you want to be... the time that we're in. And, if I, and I want to be technical. When I think about Invasion of Privacy... I don't go back to that. I haven't I gone back to it either. Like I, I haven't literally gone back have to that. not. I, I think I might. Be, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I probably played it for a year. I don't go back to any songs on that. I feel like right. And the one song I I, I go back to is her intro song. Get up time. I it. love get up time. But I feel like with Car- like it it really is distasteful. I think that's the perfect word to describe it because it's just like. And I think with her too, like she is, and this is the issue that I had with her, like she is under that impression that she is on the same level of people who have put out work, you know, for years. Mm-hmm. You know, like she feel like she's on that level of Rihanna, Nikki and yeah, a bunch of other people because they put out a bunch of projects that got into that level and she was automatically placed. Yes. You know, yes. so I think that's another thing too. And like she was also given, you know, because especially think about it too, like especially now like, the time that we're in. And, like, her come up was so special, like, in terms of, like, she had, like, this huge huge platform as an Instagram celebrity. And now she did music that basically mm-hmm. validated that celebrity status. You know, like, her come up was very special and unique to her, which, like, put her above people who were on her level. Mm-hmm. You know? So mm-hmm. now she's able to speak from that point even though she's not really there. Yeah. And I feel like that's where this connect is coming from, too, because the fans are like, we need work. We need projects. 
You know, and she's like... But you gave me an album I don't go back to, and you gave me two songs I also don't go back to. And that's why she's referencing Jay-Z and people like that who are entrepreneurs who have done the work Blasphemous. of... Blasphemous. <laughs> people who have, you know, put out catalogs of music who can now, you know, comfortably focus on being an entrepreneur and launching yeah. partnerships and things like that. For sure. She thinks she's on that level. But even in that, if you want to bring up Jay-Z, Jay-Z launched title and all this other stuff and still gave us 444. Mm-hmm. Like, still gave us albums. And like, you know what I mean? Like, he... Whatever. It's just... A, it, it is a little selfish, too, because she mentioned, like, even in that whole rant, how on the first project, like, she didn't get to give devote time and perfect each single and each project, each rollout, because she was pregnant. It's like the label put oh, pressure gonna, on her. Oh, I was going to say because it was written for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, wow. <laughs> that's where you want to go? I'm, I thought that that's what... I may have been trying to be shady. <laughs> That's where she went with it. So it was just, I feel like it's selfish now because, like, during that time, like, you got, nobody forced you to get pregnant. You got pregnant. That sped up your career, your process, your rollout, and everything. So now I feel like it's a little selfish to speak down on your supporters because they were accustomed to that rollout. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just, it's just a lot throwing through. But um, also this week, JT. Is back in the media. GT. Yeah. Fuck, nigga. I don't want to hear it. talking to the bag. I'll cover my ear. Oh, you saw the... Oh, my God. We should have put her on the big checklist oh, with yeah. Uzi. You saw the truck that Uzi got her? Was it? JT and the... It was her truck that she got from QC when she first got out of jail for yes. her birthday, but he tricked it out because her friend crashed it. Hello? So, he didn't really do anything. He tricked it out better than what she had. She had JT. But he didn't buy her a truck. He tricked it out. I'm to get lights is not that expensive. Do you I know how... But your lights ain't say JT. My name was Andre. <laughs> <laughs> but and he's in her crab crab legs. Crab legs is not that expensive. <laughs> the bar You've been slow. to Philly Island. <laughs> <laughs> You've been to City Island. Come on, you live next to Lighthouse. But you know the vibes. Any home, JT is back in the media and back on the big checklist this week. Because she basically was arguing with someone on Twitter, as she always does. JT Heike hates her fans. Literally. 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 So she was arguing with someone on Twitter, and a fan that was basically dying of cancer wrote her and said, Hey, JT, sorry to bother you. I know I've said this before, but I'm a fan of yours, and I think you're amazing and funny. Seeing you help me keeps my smirk up when I'm in pain. I'm dying and have cancer. You said you would DM me, but never did. I still would like to FaceTime you for five minutes if possible. Love you. Mm-hmm. Right? So apparently, a bunch of people were arguing with JT during that time. And because this fan with cancer tweeted that tweet multiple times under each JT post. Mm-hmm. She felt as though it was a, vo- a bot and decided to block that fan. And then she received backlash for blocking that fan. Yikes. Which led her to delete her Twitter and then go on to, 
I don't know if it was a post from her or if, like, a blog created it. But basically, she said, fuck y'all and old girl. As in, fuck all of you guys and the girl with cancer. Right? And then deleted her Twitter. So then, after deleting her Twitter, she basically went on live stating that she would never say, fuck old girl. She would never say, fuck anyone with cancer. And then she went on to say that she'll pray for the girl instead of FaceTiming her because prayer is more powerful than a FaceTime, which she's right. But it but was a tool. The, but you could do the FaceTime. Yeah. So you don't say, this is like the Make a Wish Foundation. You just don't say no. Yeah. But it's like. Jatavia, why are you acting this way? It, it's just like. She be getting caught up. She really hates the fans. She hates But she slowly. but no. But I don't like that though. Because JT, you be on motherfucking Twitter. And you be tweeting your ass off. Tweeting all this shit. Blah, blah, blah. And you be interacting with fans. Blah, blah, blah. And then the minute. It goes sour. It goes sour. Then now you want to block. And you want to be on your finsta. On your fucking footer. That's your footer. Your footer. <laughs> no, literally. I don't. Wait, can we do a time check? Like, I cannot. We are not doing... I told you. Stop interrupting. I need to do... Because I'm not trying to... Two hours each oh. episode. Yes. This is what we're doing. Okay. Two two hours and 30 minutes. Okay. This is fucking a free production. No. They, they're here with us. They know what the fuck it is. They do not want another two-part episode. Oh, my goodness. Um. But, yeah. Um, JT really hates the fans. And it's... It's sad to see because they're basically what's pushing her. I just, I just wish her. she didn't say, like, I'd rather pray for her than to face. You should have just did both. Yeah. but J- Just to save face. JT's a bitch that really shouldn't have been a celebrity if you really want to talk about it. Like, she's a great rapper and everything. A good rapper. Not even great. Like, come on, let's be clear. But um, I really think that she's someone that shouldn't have been a celebrity. Like, she's not her mature like, enough. They just be sticking their foot in their fucking mouth all the time. Yeah. But I feel like, like specifically like JT, she's more vocal about everything and her personality is stronger. Yeah. So, especially her, like, she was not supposed to be a celebrity. Like, she's talented and everything, but as far <laughs> as, like, this influence and platform, she does not need it. She doesn't deserve it. And it's telling in these instances of her blocking cancer patients who are her fans, you know? Like, yeah, so it's just sad to see. And let's talk about her and Uzi because they're now the it couple right yeah, now. Yeah, they, they went from like, you know... Being a secret to society. Right, all we ask is trust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a couple months ago, maybe a couple weeks ago, Young Miami had tweeted like, oh, please, you know, Uzi be up in um, JT coochie like a tampon. <laughs> I didn't see that. And now the tampon has been revealed. <laughs> All bloody. <laughs> All bloody. Oh my god, the diamond. <laughs> so creative, right? I can't wait to touch YouTube. Oh my goodness. Mm. Oh my god. Okay, so um yeah. In the midst of JT's week, like she was going, she was on the up and up. Essentially because she was out with her man and it was going viral. Every post, every every IG story post, every whatever. Is and they was out shopping. She was tweeting that she's tired she of shopping. She was so tired of shopping. Like, she I hate bitches that do that. Like, you're tired of shopping. Like, get a grip. And hold on tight. 
And um, JT even exchanged a little words between um, Uzi's ex, Brittany. Oh my God. Why are you in a frenzy? I mean, grab like. <laughs> First of all, any bitch put me in a frenzy? <laughs> Y'all gotta fight. Bitch, <laughs> you in a frenzy. Why are you in crab legs? That's the description the, right there. Don't forget that part. The $40 crab legs. <laughs> I mean, crab legs. That's the shit that make bitches want to take the long, the the the, the, the machete way, and cut their fucking neck. The fast way down, <laughs> like what? Oh yeah, my Brittany, god. Brittany, um, if y'all know the infamous Brittany, the ex of Lil Uzi, um, you, you know, wrote he a made a songs about her. Yeah, he yeah, he wrote a couple songs about her. Um, she basically took to Instagram or Twitter, which which whichever one I don't remember, but um. She basically insinuated, like, look, Uzi, like, you over here claiming this nigga, and look, he still want to be with me, blah, 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 blah. And JT was like, I already know all that, but what was said? Because he's right here. <laughs> and that's a real checkmate, bitch. Literally checkmate her. And then spent the entire week with this nigga, and he was really posting her up, like, I love you, babe. He made a whole lot. JT pussy so good, made me change my life. <laughs> <laughs> Diddy. Oh my God. Woo. But did you see that little that little piece when he was she was wearing that ring that he got from Eliante with the pink diamond? No. Yeah, people were talking about they got married and he was like turned a, a <laughs> trick. No, she was like turned a trick into a husband. Yes. And she he was like turned a hoe into a housewife. And I, and then bitches was actually reposting that talking about goals. So, so now y'all bitches hoes because yeah when y'all caught me a hoe it was all <laughs> <whole> bad. <laughs> <laughs> I remember back in the day when bitches didn't want to be hoes about two or three years ago. Hated here. You need to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> write a book. Like, I remember when being a hoe wasn't cool. Like, it's okay. still not cool to some people. You mm-hmm. know, even when Karen Stephens came and was super head and it was glorified and she was mm-hmm. in all those raps, it wasn't cool. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what's going on with Uzi. <laughs> then I, I, I mean, but I think that they might be on a break or something. Because she blocked him. Yeah, they're just so... I Honestly, I don't care for them, to be honest. What is Uzi's sign? Let me look that up real quick. I just need to know. Lil Uzi. Oh, you want to look it up? Okay. Yeah. Let me know. Because I'm ready to do a deep dive. I know she's a Sagittarius. She's a Sag. I think he's a Leo. He is a Leo. A Leo and two fire signs. Oh yeah, you know what's going up. Uh, you two know what's going fire up. signs. That that make her work. That make her work. Two fire His signs. His last tweet was, "I got you no matter what. I won't make you look bad. Only good things from now on." At at the girl JT, I'm working on me. Is he August Leo or July Leo? July thirty first. Yeah, them niggas is real crazy. Jenna yeah, Kiel. I mean, but I mean, oddly enough, like I mean, Why I think that my lips was this black. I think th- this Cabernet. <laughs> I, oddly enough, though, I think that like I saw a couple people like, oh, like why would they be together? But I'm just like JT Loki is a weirdo. High key a weirdo. Like let's be like, like, and so is Uzi. So honestly, they're a match made in heaven. Literally. First and all, also, those weirdo niggas love them a hood bitch. A semi-hood bitch, because she's not really all hood. Like, the bitch was just talking about how she loved Ariana Grande. Like, yeah, multifaceted. <laughs> like, she want to marry Ariana. I was like, I felt her. Yeah. It was all in my head. Oh, my God. 
Nah, no way. But I feel like um, JT, she is definitely like in this weird place because I do feel like JT was never that pretty girl. You know, like growing up, like she was always the mouthy girl who always had something slick to say. Her friend always had the nigga and she was like that, you know, that person that was low-key cock-blocking. You you she know the, you know the type of girl. I I get that vibe from JT for sure, but I feel like now with this new face and the makeup, like JT is really with the makeup. JT is really up there with like the Lori Harveys of Instagram right now with the makeup because. Okay, I heard you emphasize with the makeup. <laughs> you are you sensitive? You're not even that, that type of girl. I like I like JT. That's why. With the makeup, she's a prettier girl. That's what I'm highlighting. And, like, I've even scoured her Instagram, and it's... Scoured? Yeah. Don't scour my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> what? But with the makeup, like, it's a whole new face in all reality. Like, I look... Even that new picture she posted with Tay, and he, like, just did her wig. Like, her face looks totally different. Like, it doesn't even look like it's just makeup. But I saw her in a video with Santana and um, Young Miami dancing to Trina, and it looks like it's just the makeup. Like, she didn't really do anything, but mm-hmm. it, it's scary. But nonetheless, we'll be keeping you posted on Juicy. Oh, Juicy! <laughs> low, low Juicy verb. Juicy. But we'll be keeping you posted. Um, uh, I asked a checkpoint for this week already. I'm going to give my checkmate. I wanted to find out. I had another checkpoint, but I feel like we're running out of time. But the gender neutral toys, like Mr. Potato Head getting rid of the Mr. And also them getting rid of the boys and girls toy section. Oh, good for them. It's just, is it being overdone? Line because at my baby overdone? shower, I would I would be asking for gender neutral um, gifts. Because you don't know what I'm you're gonna so have. No, no, no. Because I I just gender is a social construct. The end. Okay. Um, I wanted to give my checkmate for this week to J Bugs. Jay Bugs is getting my checkmate for this week because basically there was a video that went viral of Michelle Obama and Dwayne Wade's daughter. Yeah. What's the name? Zaya. Zaya Wade. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge thing going around basically of... um. Just that moment of um, Zaya and Michelle Obama on this live. And essentially, in the the clip that I saw, um, Michelle was basically thanking Zaya for being, you know, so inspirational and just knowing who she is during this time, during this time of youth, and basically just owning that. And just having the strength to own it and just continue to move forward into self. And Zaya asked a question to Michelle, um, what advice would you give teens Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, finding yourself, you know? And Michelle went on to say, like, 
you know, I definitely want to just give the advice of patience because during that time of being a teenager, like you're experimenting with many different forms of yourself, mm-hmm. trying to like figure out like who exactly you are and what's comfortable to you. Mm-hmm. So that was essentially like the live from those two. Jay Bugs, who is receiving my checkmate for this week, Lord. posted on the Hollywood Unlock. He um, was under the comments as a D-lister to likes of himself would be. He went on to say, he responded, this is not cool. Very demonic. Using this, this child for a very new agenda. Take away the man. Make the woman the new man. And no more reproduction. This child shouldn't be the, the front runner of the movement. Sad but true. Woke people. This world is close to the end. It is like they creating the gateway for kids that are coming up. Like the power of suggestion and saturation of the new human is scary. Look at the clothes for men, etc. Hairstyles for men, etc. Men looking more like women by the day. And women's attitude attitudes are becoming more manly by day. I mean, he ends it with a tear drop emoji. Right? I'm crying. And basically, I feel like J-Bug is getting my checkmate for this week. J-Bug? For you? many reasons. Many you are reasons. the last one to be speaking about nothing when young managers supposed to be playing in little men booty holes. And that's just scratching the surface. I want to get into, first of all, the content that you're responding to, like, it wasn't giving that. At all. At all. You know, and that's why I wanted to set the scene how I did, because Ooh. literally... This is going to be good. The way Wade... Wade about... He go crazy for his friends. As he should. As he should. Because, what, like, this situation... This is basically highlighting the issue transphobia. of... Transphobia, of course. But, like, the issue that they're highlighting in terms of Michelle and Zaya... Mm-hmm. Is that odd time, which I can attest to, of being a teenager, figuring out, like, how... Identity. Identity. Mm -hmm. And, like, how you want to present yourself to the world. Yeah. So, that includes, like, how you walk, how you talk, how you respond to things. How you dress. Like, it's all those things. And I feel like a lot of people don't speak to that part of humanity. And I feel like it's definitely an important factor for even if you like know it or not, like during that time is when you really got to stamp on like how you you're gonna be for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like it was very important for them to have that conversation, that topic that Zaya rose to Michelle. Mm-hmm. And even though like her response was definitely more so highlighting Zaya as a teen who has done it successfully in terms of like. We, we never really heard of, like, a teen trans. Yeah. You know, like, that's more so something that's spoken think, about think, and highlighted the, later on. I think on. the only, like, other kid that comes to mind is Magic Johnson's son. And he's even not, him was not, later on. He's not He's not trans, but he's open. He's flamboyant. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, he... But even him, like, we found, a, found out about him, like, during his, like, later. Sweet 16. Yeah. Or, like, even his... Tw- yeah, Sweet 16, yeah, I think, sweet is when 16. I discovered mm-hmm. him. 
And Zaya is like 13. 13, 13. It's like before even that point. Yeah. So I, I get what Michelle was doing when she responded how she responded. But I felt like Jay Bug, like. Who the fuck are you, nigga? That too. I just hate, like, in. Yo, I'm telling you. And this is something that we've revisited even back when we gave Dave East a checkmate about. Um, Little Nas X yes. Halloween costume. It's just like, why is your motherfucking masculinity so, so threatened? Sensitive. So fucking fragile and so sensitive to someone else's sexuality. Mm-hmm. What does a 13-year-old girl, mm-hmm. a 13-year-old girl, okay. why are you making her the face of this new agenda? Take away the man, make the woman the, the new man. What type of shit are you on? Women are becoming more manly. Coming, coming from... And, <laughs> and it's like the, the, the irony of you to be even spewing this when you come from a boy band Ooh. who's known for being played with Ooh. and the only person oh that ever God. spoke up about it was motherfucking Raz B. And y'all not even supporting And I him. know a bunch of y'all but got, I think the only one who was in touch was motherfucking Omarion. I don't think so, but go on. I mean, I probably oh. take a little guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But but I'm just like, the nerve of you to look at where you come from. How dare you? We all were voting for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, like, look it's at... It's really the nerve. Like, it's some... Like, it... Look at where you come from. Look at the perspective and the lens in which you are coming from and who you associated with. You have a fucking bandmate that cries every other motherfucking week. Every week. Saying that Chris Stokes touched him. And nobody's supporting him, but you want to jump into but you over Z- here Zaya's jump. business? Exactly. Like, Mind your on. fucking business. You're a fucking husband. Like, what the fuck? But like, like I said, this all goes back to like masculine male fragility. I don't understand... Only, but it's just so only heterosexual mm-hmm. cis presenting ass men care about who somebody else is sleeping with. Whether that's who a female is sleeping with, whether who's a man is sleeping with, whether if a man is gay or whoever. Y'all are the only group that cares about who the fuck somebody else is in bed with or what they choose to identify themselves as. But I just find it so weird too because like it's it's so subjective to who they project this on because where were they when who was it Pooh Shiesty gave Lil Durk a ring like where were they when that was happening <laughs> <laughs> where were you when, when Pooh Shiesty was giving Lil Durk that Wayne ring and Birdman was tongue kissing making out where were you <laughs> it's so I'm glad you brought that up where were you where, where were you <laughs> where were you <laughs> were you tying your shoes <laughs> Oh, were you on your fucking knees? Right. What were you like, doing? Because it, it's really so subjective. Like, in this moment... It's, wait, Pooh Shiesty gave Dirk a ring? That's mad romantic. So romantic. I love that It was though. like a King Von ring. I love that for them. But a man giving a man a ring? Yeah, ayo. Nobody, nobody got... No a homo. No, no homo. That's because <laughs> <laughs> Dirk a fucking killer. That's what, allegedly. <laughs> It's a bunch of killers that sucking dick. Let's be crystal. Okay? <laughs> Why you think your niggas stay in jail? <laughs> you know there? <laughs> this is crazy. Now, how did we stumble into this? But, but no, all jokes, yeah, all jokes aside, keep on the like, fucking playground. J-Bugs, mind your fucking business. Point blank and, and pull. And I think 
is distasteful to you to be commenting underneath a child's interview, even with first lady, with first lady Michelle Obama. Like, put some respect on it. Por favor. You ain't got no motherfucking coof. Where is your coof? Got nothing. But this is checkmate, J Bugs. This is that. Um, Like, who are you? Go help Rasby. Please. Take the lot of tests. J Bug, were you touched? Blink twice if you was. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that concludes this week's episode. Um, I just want you guys to just bear with us during this time. We will continue to bring the content. We're just trying to figure out schedules. Yes. Our lives are getting hectic, which is a good thing. Yay! We are growing as people, and we plan to venture into YouTube. So make sure you tell your friends to tell your friend to check us out follow check us on Instagram at the checkers podcast follow us on Twitter at the checkers pod and tell a friend to tell a friend to check us out okay bye Game over, this is checkers baby you was playing checkers.